Halloween Eve. Sorry, guys. By the time you hear this, it's going to be too late for you. November 1st has come and gone, the most depressing day of the year. I, I can't contain my excitement. It's Halloween fucking Eve. It's Isn't it? It's Beggar's Night, right? Is that what this shit's called? Devil's Night. Devil's Night. Devil's Night? Well, my daughter's going to something called Beggar's Night tonight, so I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, that, Whatever, it is what it is. Call whatever you want to call it. We're going to get ready to go trick-or-treating here uh, very soon. These guys are dressing up. I'm Dave Z, of course. Uh, um, I'm here with these guys here, and uh, they're dressing up as a... Uh, Brandon's dressing up as a schmeckle. And uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Christian's dressing up as Captain Canuck. Yeah, so, Captain Canuck. That's, my, ta- that's my tagline. <laughs> does he exist? Well, he does now. Captain Canuck. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was trying to make jokes. I was trying to make a reference that each of you would understand. So apparently, this Captain Canuck thing doesn't really exist. I just made it up. I, I, what, is there a Captain Canuck? I didn't think there was. If you're, you're educating me now if there's actual Captain Canuck. I heard there was, and I heard it was like a national thing in Canada. It was like a... Let me Google this. Let me Google this Captain Canuck bullshit. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. You want to to the punch? Yeah, I go, I'll go. i Google it. I don't want you doing anything extra with your internet connection on that end. <laughs> <laughs> I found him. And I was right. I was right, dude. Captain you see Canuck. what it says? It's well, right no, I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, fucking. Oh, I'm on it. I'll read it. Damn it. There uh, is you're, a you're ca- There's a whole comic book. <laughs> he's busting my balls about my internet and fucking he can't even get to google holy shit <laughs> canadian google canadian. Yeah, captain, <laughs> captain canuck you see him he's wearing red and white wow and you uh, never heard he looks like deadpool like a total ripoff instead of just, just the canadian flag is wedged in as his logo <laughs> <laughs> well what year did he come out maybe maybe 1975 holy shit how did I not know about this guy? So Deadpool fucked him. I don't know. What kind of Canadian are you? What is this? He has, the, pow- one. He has, he has the power of apology. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super sorry. <laughs> Very good. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so that ended up being a successful joke. Okay, catch it, cannot. So In time. <laughs> in time, but it still resulted in something. What about a schmeckle? What's a schmeckle? Schmeckle is a penis. Okay, so I was right. Okay, all right. Sometimes a small penis. Yeah. So, again, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, a schmeckle. Okay, while I'm the shoe on fits. Topic. Right, right. So you're a small dick. I'm a tiny wiener. I didn't say you had one. I just said you are one. But That's not bad, right? No. 
See? I'd rather be a tiny dick than a huge dick. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, there's any means. girl that dated you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the difference between a schmeckle, a schmecky, and a schmuck? A schmecky? You know? What's a schmecky? I don't know. I'm asking if the, well, then it doesn't exist. Okay, that one. I don't think I don't think a schmecky is anything. A schmuck is like an idiot. You're a schmuck. Don't yeah. act like a schmuck. Don't act like a moron. Right. Okay. That that's I got you there. So there's a schmuck and there's and there's a a schmeckle. Hey, quit acting like a schmuck. Put your schmeckle away. We're in public. <laughs> <laughs> I use both words okay. in the same sentence. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Well, there you go. So oh, and if you don't, I'll remove your schmecky. <laughs> squeeze it in. Very good. Uh, I guess that's pretty much the object. You're supposed to squeeze schmeckies in. We're starting this episode like gangbusters here. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're back. We're, we're back. Um, just the yeah, three of us. Yeah. <laughs> no guest stars. Just the three of us. You and I's or you's and I. <laughs> <laughs> Never went up me. <laughs> that's what i get right I, I fuck it up uh yeah it's just the three of us we had guests the last two shows and that was great but now we're back matter of fact this whole show is back to basics we're using the original format with the old and the new and the connecting theme and it's just the three of us and yeah everything old is new again or yeah all, all that glitters <laughs> is gold uh, only shooting stars break the mold Oh, wait a minute. Isn't that... Um, oh, no, no, no. That's Shrek, isn't it? Smash Mouth, yeah. <laughs> Shrek. Okay. Schmuckles. Shrek. <laughs> Smash Mouth from Schmeckles. Schmeckles the ass, ass clown. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. We you know, for, for a show, an old school show that came together sort of last minute, thanks, Christian, uh, I think we paired these uh, <laughs> like a fine wine. Oh, I noticed as I was watching the second one last night. I was like, well, what right? is this? Yeah, yeah, we could have chose any movie to pair with the one, and Christian made the right choice, honestly. Yeah, he did. Yeah. For once. So, <laughs> there we go. He gets and... to stay on another week. <laughs> yeah. I don't care that my joke is now being used against me. <laughs> <laughs> you were the revolving door, Brandon. Now I'm the revolving door. I don't I'm, like I'm it. Reti- <laughs> I'm retiring after our year anniversary show. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing that next, or are we gonna pr- are we gonna actually push it to the official uh, date? I figured what well, date? What did it matter? We're coming up to a year. It only seemed right to do it on our big twenty fifth anniversary or twenty fifth anniversary twenty fifth episode. <laughs> God forbid. It feels 20... like twenty five years, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> Imagine that. I'll be sixty five years old. I'm fucking podcasting with you two. <laughs> I love the way that you'll be sixty five because I'll be close to sixty five, which means yeah. you'll be like ninety. <laughs> <laughs> forever 40 except for forever 25 years 40 ago. it's not 25 you. years now you should be 40 i'm a simple 40 year old it's a fact it's just, it, it is what it is you know <laughs> i honestly hope we are doing this when i'm 65 that that would mean i had a a, a hell of a, a, a good life because we wouldn't be doing it unless we enjoyed it right absolutely well, that's it that's exactly it you know exactly. whether we get to right exactly and i exactly exactly <laughs> Whether we <laughs> anytime anyone wants to complete a sentence or a thought, go right ahead. Exactly. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, uh, let's get to it. Uh, I'll tell you what we're doing tonight, guys. 
we are doing, well, I'm not telling you guys, I'm telling the listeners, guys. We're doing two movies. First and foremost, we're doing the oldest movie and the newest movie we've ever done. How about that? Please tell me I'm is right. That, is, is that true? That, uh, what about what that was, one with uh, uh, Hugo? With the doll. Yeah, with the Hugo. Dumb, what year was that? What was the name of that movie? <laughs> Hugo. <laughs> was it called Hugo? No, Devil, sure? was it a Devil Doll? You picked it. I don't know. Brandon picked it. Devil Doll? Devil Doll. It was Devil Doll, wasn't it? Was it really Devil Doll? Oh, for Christmas Nin- sake. 1964, if that's it. It is! 1964, yeah. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, 1964. Yeah. So, Devil I was Doll. right. I was right. We are doing right. a movie. 1961. It's obviously the oldest movie we've ever done, and it's called The Innocents. And the other movie is called, correct me if I'm wrong now, I Am the Thing. No, I Am the Pretty Thing <laughs> That Lives in the House. Is ding, that ding, right? ding, 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 ding. Yes. And it's brand spanking new. It just got released two days ago, only on Netflix. So, yes, it's true. The newest and oldest movies we've ever done so and they're about ghosts and as you guys are going to listen they have more in common than we thought besides just you know the word ghost being involved somehow (laughs) (laughs) it worked out really good didn't it it worked out excellent this is the closest link between two films i think this is more closely linked than some franchise shows almost (laughs) as closely what I'm serious. These two films are very similar. Yeah, I guess that they have more in common than Sleep Away uh, 1 and 2. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess they do. Uh, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Listen, I'm... uh, Are you cool with that? I am. (laughs) I made a mistake last show. Matter of fact, I made two mistakes last show. I said that there was... Inviting Matt? (laughs) Oh. 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 Because oh, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed Matt's company. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't, Dave. Me? <laughs> why me? I love Matt. I know, but it's just we wanted to turn it on you. You referred oh, to it as a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, sorry. No, I really made a mistake that I, I said something at the beginning. I said two things. I said we were going to do the 10-year-old horror fan twice, and it was the last time this season. And I ended up not doing the second one, which was so pivotal to that show because it pertained to Halloween 3. And blew when you hear it, you like, I totally blew it. I know. What an idiot. I just, we went long. It was a long night. It was just, by the time we got to the end, I wasn't looking at my notes anymore. I was just like, whatever. Let's, you know. So I forgot. So I have to do that. And I also forgot to read BC's email. I even said, dude wrote us an email and he listed his part threes. I noticed so. that you didn't play the second, the second 10-year-old, the... Ten-year-old video, but um, I, if I were you right now, I would stand up. For those of you who don't know, Dave is sitting in bed while he records, but I'm pretty sure he just shit the bed. So stand up, we'll change your sheets, and then you can get back to it. <laughs> oh man, can I forget one thing one time? Two things, BC. Yeah, but that's not important. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really not. It's just BC, you know. Uh, but my daughter, she's important. I'm going to do it now and get it over with. All right? (laughs) She's so important. I'm going to do it now and get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll let you you, uh, fix your horrible mistake. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to fix it. (laughs) I'm not going there. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Oh. Even even I have limits to my jokes. Oh, Oh. I didn't even mean it. Oh. Oh, you bastards.
<laughs> okay, let's listen to the 10-year-old horror fan for the last time this season. Okay, and maybe the last time ever. We'll see if it, it's a recurring bit next year. I don't know. It'll we'll be see. the 11-year-old horror fan next year, right? It, it just might be. Yes, we might reach those heights. But anyway, yeah, okay. Check it out. That's the end. We're here live with Frankie Z, the ten year old horror fan. We just heard her say that's it at the end of the movie. So, this might be a different type of review. So, so Frankie Z, uh, tell us your thoughts on Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Well, I thought it was a pretty, pretty good movie. I really liked it. And, like, yeah, I really liked it. Do you have any favorite parts? My favorite part is when the family's trapped in the room with um, the TV. Yeah, that was pretty scary, huh? Yeah. What if I bought you one of those silver shamrock masks? Would you wear it? <laughs> that depends if it's going to poison me. <laughs> poison. Okay. Uh, now, you knew coming into this that there was no Michael Myers in it because I told you. So you had that going for you. So what do you think about that? Well, I'm, I'm, it was kind of cool. I was kind of disappointed because, as you said, everyone was expecting Michael Myers to be in the movie, but instead they're just robots. Yes, but at least I told you before you watched it that so you already knew, right? Yes. So at least you knew that. So I figured that would help your viewing experience. So, uh... Now, you've seen a lot of horror movies. You've seen Halloween 1, 2, and 3, All the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a few other ones. Uh, the Shining, um, what else have we seen? We've seen a good amount now, probably 20, 25 movies maybe. Uh, at this point, for an update for the listeners, what would you say is your favorite horror movie? Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow, Nightmare on Elm Street is the nice. new number one. Crazy. Wow, yeah. oh, okay. Now, Ratings time. 1 to 10, what do you give Halloween 3 Season of the Witch? Uh, 10. A 10? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, another 10. She loves so all three Halloweens so far for you are 10 out of 10. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, that's it, guys. Thanks again for listening to Frankie Z. I have a oh, you have a question? Go ahead. Yeah. Like... <laughs> At the ending, like, when, how come, you know, they didn't add on to the ending? Because it could have been a, t a more twisted ending than it was. You didn't look at it ending with us not finding out? No, I meant, like, you could add, like, a little more on it. A little more? What would you have done differently? I would, like, well, I actually don't know. You actually I don't. was thinking that there could be a different ending of it. You don't like him going, stop it, stop it, stop it, at the end? <laughs> yeah, but I was a bit confused. A bit confused about what? Why the operator wasn't listening. Oh, why they weren't listening? Well, he, I think he was lucky that they got the first two down in the first place, considering he was some strange man calling, you know? Yeah. 
Okay. Is there anything else you want to add before we say goodbye? No, thanks. Okay, well, say goodbye to the listeners. You have uh, you have people that like the segment, so say something to them. Goodbye, everybody. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. The 10-year-old horror fan. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, she gives out 10 out of the 10s like Brandon gives out blowjobs to homeless guys oh. <laughs> I got nothing oh, I got nothing because it's true <laughs> I got nothing because I got this homeless guy's cock in my mouth <laughs> now, Dave, how, how disappointed are you that Nightmare is her favorite movie I'm surprised because for the longest time it was The Shining. No, but that's got to kill you not being a Friday person. Well, she hasn't seen the Friday ones yet, though, has she? Yeah, she's, she's seen all, all the. Oh, yeah. all yeah. the Fridays, and she chose Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. I but imagine I, at that age, that movie scared me more than Friday. Yeah, it's more relable because it's dreams and shit. That, that there's a lot more going on than yeah, you know, it's, it's going got, to camp in a way. Yeah, it's not camp. It's got dreams and shit. Yeah, and it's pretty much... <laughs> it's pretty much Dreams and Shit. Yeah, Dreams and Shit, and it's... That should be the new remake name. <laughs> that's, that's, a, yeah, that's, a, that's a tagline for the new movie. Dreams and Shit? <clears throat> Nightmare on Elm Street. Dreams and Shit, but mostly shit. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that about every one of them after, after uh, number three. Okay, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Well, it was okay. Nah, don't get me started. <laughs> it's funny when we did with the TGIF 13 I love for at the beginning I, I talked about that when we were doing it I was like coming down on the movie saying man this is such a failed opportunity here but as the movie progressed I said you know for what it is though it's still enjoyable as a fan of three you could just see oh I wish they did this why couldn't they have done that why couldn't they have done this so there's so many things that piss you off but then at the end of the day I ended up enjoying the movie and gave it a favorable review, even though I was pissing on it for the most of the screening. Good. It deserves to be pissed on. And I haven't listened yet because it's October and I'm, all the podcasts I'm listening to are straight Halloween related. So um, in two days, that's good. That, that's first on my list. <laughs> November 1st. I got the All Souls yeah. Day. Listen. Oh, you got all it, man. So, all Souls Day, I'm going to listen to TJF 13. Yep. <laughs> It's it's true. It's it's already hooked up. I'm doing that. Are I'm you say, to- are you saying all holes day? <laughs> Brandon's ears just perked up. He's like, what? Well, that's that's why I was like, my <laughs> mouth is watering. <laughs> <laughs> no holes barred, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Schmeckles. He's going home one Imagine, imagine how disappointing that movie was for me. I'm like, oh, no holes barred. This should be good. And then all of a sudden, Zoops and uh, Hulk Hogan show up in it. Hey, hey, hey. Leave Hulk Hogan alone. <laughs> no holds barred. Oh, rip him. You remember that one, right? Rip. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> he ripped him with his schmeckle. <laughs> rip him. Tore him apart. <laughs> Very good. When I bend over, you start fucking. Ah. God fucking right. <laughs> nice. How about that though? About the H three ending. She thought it should have been a little more twisted. That's my girl, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she wanted to see more kids. Die. She wanted more bone constrictors coming out of kids' heads. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would have satisfied oh, wow. her? What we talked about last show. They it should have cut to black 
after stop it and instead of the music it should should have been fucking kids screaming in fucking pain and terror for two minutes of credits I, <laughs> I like the ending I really do I'm not saying I don't necessarily wouldn't have enjoyed hearing kids screaming although that would have been really depressing uh, yeah, sure. I, I like the idea of it being like did he get that commercial taken off the air did it air was it too late and did it you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of kids die I kind of well, like that why can't both happen? Because you got to remember, some kids did die. Even even if he got through to those things, it took it took time, and you saw how quick it took with little buddy. So even if he got through to all stations, it still took a good minute. So kids are still dying. You know, you don't think it was a right? You don't think it was a clean sweep that nobody died, do you? <laughs> I think they were just in that phase out mode. They hadn't started to melt yet. That's they what were you just choose to believe, huh? yeah. I I choose to believe that he saved all the children. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. And they I ate all their people. candy. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to eat candy tomorrow, guys. I don't eat candy because the diet I'm on, I don't, you know. So, but tomorrow's a cheat day. Halloween, man. One more great it's thing about a Halloween. Cheat day. It is Halloween's a cheat day. Uh, I'll, I'll have candy on Halloween. I'll have a piece of pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving. Oh, pumpkin up. pie. Well, yeah, I'll have, I'll have pumpkin pie. That that's the only sugar I'll have, though. I don't I don't eat sweets, so I won't even eat a cake on my birthday usually. Dave you know, is down like, to a healthy 93 pounds. <laughs> it's all cock. He, he now lives in an iron Jeez. lung. <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. I'm still not exactly where I want to be, but I'm pretty damn close. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. But tomorrow night, for fucking all bets are off. I'm going to be in a sugar coma. I'm going to, because you know what I did? I went to the store. I went to the bulk section. I bought one of everything. I bought one Reese's cup. I bought one fucking Hershey's kiss. I bought one fun size bag of Swedish fish. I got I got one fun size uh, bag of Skittles. So you know what I'm saying? So I just I'm gonna indulge in all my favorites tomorrow. Did you say like, you bought one Hershey kiss? I did. Yep. <laughs> one. Yeah. Bulk section. Matter of fact, I even had two, and I put one back at one point because I started feeling guilty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he felt guilty, I, I I gotta do it because I look at myself in pictures now. I'm like, whoo. Like, you could see it now. Like, But I just love to eat. I just wish that instead of it going to my belly, it all just went, like, down to my cock and balls. Like, it just, like, that's where I got bigger. <laughs> I don't even, I don't want to get bigger in my cock and balls. There's no room in there. <laughs> there's no room. <laughs> no. Especially the balls. Holy fuck, there's no room. When I'm old, I'm going to be fucked. I'm going to, you ever hear about those old men whose balls, like, fucking go all the way down to their knees? That's totally going to be me. Oh, man. Big, hanging, meaty clackers. Dude, Yeah. <laughs> Hey, they're huge. You Brandon, just Brandon is them. not even thinking of candy right now. He's just, just drooling over those meaty What are you talking about? <laughs> that, that is my candy. Uh, <laughs> you over stop? here. I think the Mars Company puts them out. Will you stop? That's what I'll be handing out tomorrow to the kids. Fuck the gets. I'm going to hey, have those meaty clackers. Hey, hey, kids, you want some mini clackers? <laughs> it's not bad oh. again for the school. <laughs> hey, so I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, that's what we do here. Don't be sorry about that. That's okay. That's good. That's good. Those of you uh, who don't know, this is a horror podcast. We do normally talk about horror movies. <laughs> this one is was- Meaty Clackers. <laughs> Coming soon. I'll tell you what, that would be a funny a face movie. near you. Clickety clackety. Perfect. You had to get a clickety clackety. We got everything in there. Boom. There's the trailer. We just come up with movies left, right, and center here. Boom. We've got to start a, a production company. Now, if someone would just give us the money <laughs> to see some of these movies through, 
then uh, right? yeah, we'd be laughing. I'll tell you what, we can do it, and I'll tell you why. Because Christian, you've been putting up your movies, and they're all quite good. Your Halloween movies with the kids, Thanks, you should guys. pip it somehow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a little behind still because I watch them with my daughter because we have fun doing it. Yeah. And uh, you know, I kind of do one a week, so it's, it's like that. But they're really good. Where, where can people see them? Oh, I, I appreciate you saying that. I put them on Facebook this year because I used to always just YouTube, 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 and I would get various success and whatnot. And then I Facebook video has become so popular in the last year. I just said, screw it. I'm going to upload all of them to Facebook video. So if you're on the Exploding Heads group, then I've I've actually linked them all there. I just took the liberty of linking them there. Uh, they're linked to my profile. You don't even have to be on Facebook. You can see the videos. I made them public. Uh, if you don't have like or want anything to do with Facebook, you can see them on YouTube. And if you just Google one Halloween night 2016 or one Halloween night 2011, it will pop up. If you put one Halloween Halloween night Luciani, it, you sh- you're guaranteed to find them. And they're all there. And they started for fun when the girls were really young. I said, let's just do something for fun in 2011. And it just became a tradition every year. So but thanks. It, it was fun. And I, I, this one was good. And we, well, we just try to up them every year. We just try to... Think of something different and bigger and better and hope that it translates well. <laughs> no, it's, it's really cool, and I have two to go. Like I said, I, I've been watching one a week, so, but, man, I've really enjoyed it. So we know you can make movies, and I believe that I can write. So I think between I us, I can write. well, I don't want to brag and say I'm a writer because I haven't had anything published. I think I'm, I'm, I'm good at it, but you know what I'm saying. I, I, I do believe I, I could write uh, a horror movie. You well, as a saying? team, that's the whole thing. Because what my problem is with my ADD, if I am self-diagnosed, by the way, it's not like ever been proved. But I'm just saying that, like, I come up with the idea. I'll come up with scenes. I love that. But when it comes down to, like, fleshing out the characters, there's my weakness. That's when I need, like, someone else to, like, you guys or whatever would come in and be like, okay, well, A, this doesn't make sense. Let's change that up. Okay, let's flush these characters out. This is how we can add some backstory or whatever. And as a team, we could definitely, we should write movies. We've talked about yes. them enough. We yeah. should. I, I wrote a movie once. There you go. And I remember you saying that you ran a contest for some scripts uh, way back. We talked about it. If it was not episode one, it was two or three. Like, it was really early in when we started recording. Yeah, uh, well, I had mentioned, because we, I mean, we were just doing the intro stuff, and I had mentioned that this is going back to, like, 2004 and five. I had... Uh, studied screenwriting at the New York Film Academy, and I even studied uh, film critique at NYU. So both of those were really cool. The film critique was was a lot of fun. I really wanted to try to get my foot into becoming a film critic, but I became too cynical after watching so many movies. It was just like... What? Yeah. My ass. Well, this is is what you're doing. You do it well. I think... uh... And I and Dave, like you're right. Like I know you're talking about writing. You write skits and sketches and and whatnot. And we talked about that. We should do it. Like I'm 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 being serious because it's that push. And we get if we get the momentum going, uh, we could it could be like a team. A team no different than what you see out there, uh, the VHS guys or whatever. Uh, uh, and we we just do bigger and better. Like that. This movie was shot. Funny enough, the camera I usually use, because we moved, I lost the freaking battery. I found out the day we were trying to film, I had the camera there. I'm like, I better charge the battery up before we uh, start doing it. It wasn't in the camera. And I can't find it anywhere. So, and we tore the house up and down for the first day. And I'm like, okay, forget it. I shot it all on an iPhone. 
And I didn't even wow. use 4K. I did 1080. And I think this movie, the last one, and when you see it, you tell me. I think it looks the best. And I think it sounds the best out of all of them. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just saying, you can do this now. On a, I have it on a Mac. And this was, yes, it's a nine-minute movie. So we're talking about a feature-length movie. There's a lot more involved. You can yeah, do but it. still. Yeah, we can do it. And I think we should do it. Like, a, lo- a lot of people are doing it and having success doing it. I mean, just being in the Facebook groups, you see a lot of people are, are filmmakers and they're, they're putting out good stuff. You're yeah. right. They're, and they're, and they're, low, low budget stuff. I mean, I'm, they're not, they, don't, they don't have millions of dollars. They're, they're putting out movies, you know, thousand, two thousand bucks, you know, and they're, uh, they're having a lot of success with it. And we're fortunate enough to get to see them. With with technology the way it is now, it's not about technology, uh, because we could. I've, I always used that as a crutch when I was younger. Oh, if I only had a film, if I was only able to shoot on film. Oh, if I was only able to shoot on digital. If only. I, well, you could do that all now. It's what it's the script as we all know, and I don't want to say you can make because there's crap out there. We've all seen it, and it's going mm-hmm. to continually to get made. But with a little bit of effort and a little bit of love, and that those blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. There, you know you'll have an audience because the reality is that uh, there's people that want good product. Yeah, we're horror fanatics. Great. I mean, that gives us a bit of an in. But if we produce schlock and crap, you, you're, you know, your credibility will be shot right away. So the reality is I want to... Like, these movies are meant to have a bit of heart. They're supposed to be fun. Like a goosebumps for the family to watch and, and yeah. have fun with them. They're not supposed to be anything like, oh my God, that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. I wanted... Like, the kids were showing them at the school. And I still got people, parents that complained that their kid came home and it was too scary for them. So I'm like, okay, well, good. I take that as a compliment, actually. You got a couple letters saying, I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, but this is a little too uh, excessive. I apologize, but I need, I need yeah. you not to show this to my child. <laughs> it's too Again, late. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't. I think it's awesome. I, I do think it's awesome. I'm a, few, I'm a few behind, too, but I'm not going in order like Dave. Dave is so OCD. Yeah, it's not like it's My ass. My ass. <laughs> you're, Trust you're, me, from, some, from somebody who's clinically OCD, you're really OCD. <laughs> I don't want to jump off this topic because I do, but I don't want to also bore the audience with it. But the reality is that we should and we will. It's just a matter of time because it's it's at the end of the day, it's finding the time uh, to all collaborate. Yeah. Found footage. We make a killer found footage movie. It won't be difficult. Uh, how about a killer flashlight? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about so many. We have so many ideas already in previous episodes. We had that real yeah. girl one. We had uh, all the ones we came up with just a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, those were stuff. good. We should make those. Are the ones that we came up I can't even remember what they were anymore, but the ones we came up with. I remember thinking, wow, all three of these sounded good. I had lots of ideas. I mean lots. Like way too much. So uh, there's no headphones. shortage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no shortage here. Uh, we, we could do it, so... Stay tuned, guys. Hopefully a year from now you'll hear us shooting something and not a person. <laughs> <laughs> With me, it might be a person the rate I'm going. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do a snuff film. <laughs> maybe we'll do a schmeckle film. Hey. Or a schmuck. You can, flick my, you can flick my schmeckle. You can flick your bean. <laughs> no. No bean flicking. <laughs> <laughs> what was the show about again? Um, ghosts and shit and horror. You know what? Horror. Okay, let me let me give a shout out. I wanted to give a shout out to Dark Discussions podcast because I have not mentioned them before, and I have been listening. And the reason I never mentioned them before 
I didn't even know what a podcast was three and a half years ago, truth be told. I didn't know. Alex told me, and I've thanked him many times on air and in person. Thank you for introducing this to me. And he showed me The Skeleton Crew was the first show I listened to. And, you know, long story short, here I am now. But uh, at the time, I was just discovering podcasts. And there was only a few I was listening to, but I was trying to sample every one I could because I was so new and I was so excited about this new format. Horror podcast. What the hell? This is great, you know? So now at the time, Dark Discussions, that was a group that was in people I knew knew them. I got into the group. I was, But here's what I noticed. I happened to check in at the wrong time because when I started checking out that show, they were talking about Game of Thrones, like two or three episodes in a row. And sometimes they do that. They'll, they'll do cult and they'll do other shit and they'll, they'll just do other things. They're like 200 shows in or something now. I, I, I can't even tell you. How yeah. Many. You know, so they've been around a while. But they were doing this Game of Thrones thing. So I was like, okay, well, this isn't a fucking horror podcast. I'm, I'm not going to listen to this. So I never listened and I, and, I let, and I let it go. Then later on, I heard somebody else mention it. Then I listened to an episode and it was really good. And uh, they, they gave us a shout out last show. And I uh, wanted to give nice. one back to him. Yeah, you know, we see Philip. You know, he, he talks on our pages yeah. and this and that. And, yeah. you know, he's around. They're good guys. I'll tell you one thing. You want to hear an in-depth review? I mean, you know how we talk about setting alarms and shit like that? There's no setting alarms there. Those people, those guys, and sometimes there's five of them on there when they got the full cast. They go so in-depth. Like, they were talking about Taxi Driver for like two hours. You know, I mean, they get into it. Yeah. So... Yeah, and they're, they're they're big horror fans like ourselves. They know what they're talking about. They they have different backgrounds in the genre, and you know whatever it is. But check out Dark Discussions, and uh, thanks for listening, guys, and thanks for the shout out. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think uh, you know that's part of the reason why we went to the alarms, the alarm uh, idea is because we were kind of going a little bit too in depth. Not necessarily too in depth. We were just we could talk for hours about the films. Well, yeah, but we're different. Doing a different show. I mean, there's different shows handle it different way. Yeah, you know? I, I like I like the shorter the shorter reviews. We're able to to get everything across in in a shorter amount of time. I think. For what we do, it's great because I enjoy doing this shit, if not more than I, I do the reviews. So. Okay. Yeah, and I, and, yeah. and I agree too because I jump all over the place again, and I and I find that when you're doing a review, I I want to get to things so quickly that might not be the agenda of everybody else. So by cutting it down, I find that it's just a very fast paced way to go through the movie too. So I I'm all with you, and I love I love this part, the segments talking about everything. I know you have a whole laundry list of things that you'd like to get get to tonight. So I, I you know, and I prepared. You know, I don't have a redhead killer, but I I think I'm prepared. <laughs> well, okay. Um, well, I guess we can get on then. Let's see. We, we we'll start off with our emails here, and uh, let's see what's what. Let's <laughs> see. Oh, you know what? First and foremost, let me let me read BC's part threes. This is uh, something I skipped last show. This is from last show, just for for fun. We're gonna read it because yeah, BC, I joked before, but you are important. So there you go. I said it. Okay. <laughs> this is from BC. <laughs> hey, Exploders. Here is my top 10 list of part 3 movies, from least to most favorite. Number 10, Feast 3, The Happy Finish. Number 9, Tremors 3, Back to Perfection. Number 8, Return of the Living Dead 3. Number 7, Saw 3. Number 6, Friday the 13th, Part 3, in 3D. Number 5, Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead. Number 4, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Number 3, Day of the Dead. Number 2, Exorcist 3. Wow. And, yeah, big well. praise for that. 
And number one, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Nice. Yes. Yes. Honorable mention, Final Destination 3. You just had to throw the honorable mention in, didn't you? <laughs> How funny that is that he didn't even hear, you know what I'm saying? Now that he's heard the show, that will be funny because you guys should not. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm the king of, of uh, cheating the rules. Top 10s become top 11s. 75 yeah, honorable mentions. You shit on the movie Final Destination 3. All you guys did. I didn't. I defended it. I shit on part yeah. 3? We did. Yeah, we said it was the worst one out of a... And then, and no, it, you said you said part four was worse. And I said, well... By far. Nah, but then you had the 3D in it, and part four is a blast. It's, it's, it's poorly acted, and it probably is the worst of the batch, but the 3D is its saving grace. Whether that... Part two is the best one. We all know that. No. What are you kidding? Part like, two is epic. One, two, and five. And I think they yeah, go in that order. Is five, is five the last one? Yeah. Yeah, the last one. Yeah, yeah, those are the three best. One, but two, I, five, I, and then I'd probably say four and three are on par. Three, three again. It, it clicks along, but that whole escalator scene was ridiculous. I get them confused. Is that the one with the escalator scene? Three. I don't. Killer I don't escalator remember. at the end or something? Yes, yeah. I think so. No, but that part's in three D. I, I can't remember. I. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're insulting movies. I'll say. <laughs> I go fuck I yourself. Do know. We're talking about you want to, today on the message boards with Halloween. I, I, you know what? I, I shit on Halloween five a lot every now and then. But you know what? I admit when you when you look at that series and that's how bad that series got. Halloween five is better than the majority of the other ones out there. <laughs> in that series, I put them in order. I think I, I, I said oh, my list was like Halloween one, two, three, four, five in that order. Then I jumped to zombies. One and two, and then I think it goes to like uh, H two O Halloween or Halloween six H two O and the Resurrection, something like that. Like I actually will give more credit to five than uh, most people do. There's some horrible parts to it. Oh, and don't get me wrong, I'll give it, it less and less credit. It's rated a five at that mo- part. Like I'm rating it a five out of ten. So you can just yeah. imagine what I think of everything below it. I think actually everything below it, I I kind of all put it at five out of tens until like Resurrection. Wow. Well, ne- next Halloween, we'll do a whole fucking segment where we'll rank them all. Just like we did, we'll discuss it for like an hour. There we go. That's Sorry. We'll I threw that. That's I wedged that in there. No, it's, it's good talk. I just, you know, next year we'll make something of it. That's all I'm saying. We'll do something. So, <laughs> so we'll sit on that for a year. <laughs> yeah. They can wait and... Hold just... that thought, Christian. Yeah, that's just fluff. <laughs> Back to you in 365 days. <laughs> well, it's a good thought. But if we get yeah, into hold, this... Hold on to it. If we, if we start talking about that, we'll talk for an hour now about all the, the different Halloweens. All I'm going to say is nothing. I'm not going to say list. anything. Let's cross off the list. You, we've already done we've done the BC. We did the the 10-year-old uh, uh, horror fan. You're, you're getting some things crossed off that list, so I won't stop. All right. You. We're on emails now. Okay, emails. Here's another one. Uncommon interest. Our buddy Craig Chaos is back. He says, hey, guys, I just listened to the Halloween 3 episode. Allow me to express a few things. Number one, the Greasy Strangler is the nickname of my cock. (laughs) That's still nothing near as gross as the movie was. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll probably get to that later if we have time, yeah. Uh, Number two, it was good to see Horophilia alumni Matt Wiesel back to doing something after his debilitating coke habit 
that had him locked away in a basement in paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we brought him back. Yep, he's okay now. Uh, number three, is there such a thing as a bad Tom Atkins film? Nope, because any film with him is instantly elevated. All right, until next time, don't let them other motherfuckers tell you what to like. Keep all your interests uncommon. Craig Chaos. <laughs> nice. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Mr. You, Chaos. Yeah. Captain Chaos. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> one captain Cap- to Cap- another. <laughs> right. <laughs> From Canuck to Chaos. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, here's another email. Now, this one is just a um, our friend Marco. He left us a, um, an iTunes review. He nice. wants to make oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, he wants to make sure that when we do a prize drawing, he gets in on the action. So, and that's not the only reason. He just wants you know he wants us to know we left it, and I, I have it here. So he sent us an email. Hi guys, since I live in Finland, you can't see my review for your show. So here is a screenshot for it. I just noticed that there are a few misspellings in my review, but since Christian can't pronounce cinematography, oh. why the fuck should I care about my bad grammar? <laughs> I think we're finished with this. <laughs> oh, man, you stole my joke. I was waiting to the end. <laughs> uh, that was easy. I, I know it's easy, but I was going to say, are we Finnish? Yeah. I, you know what? I feel bad for Finland. Like, I mean, you have to be number three to Sweden, Norway, and then, then there's Finland. I, I don't know the difference between any of those places. So Scandinavia. Yeah, they're all Scandinavian, right? Yeah. Okay, well, let's go. They're all a bunch of Vikings. Yeah, and they speak Scandinavian. Wait, no, that's not a Viking. Are you blowing the chauffeur? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that down? The Vikings do that. That's the Jewish thing, blowing the chauffeur. (laughs) Although I blew the chauffeur once. He was not too happy. It was prom prom night. (laughs) Prom night. (laughs) Anyway, he says he loves us. And uh, check it out. We love you, too. Kier Jotia... As, no, arvo stelu. Nailed it. Okay. Arvo stelu. Okay. <clears throat> now for the actual English part. From Marco. Almost as good as 22 shots of moods and horror. <laughs> That's the review. That's how it starts. Don't you know why he did that? Remember that guy did it to them? Yeah. Yeah, he's doing it back. He's mm. doing them a, a solid. Okay. Okay. Almost as good as 22 shots of moods and horror. These three guys are top notch. They do awesome reviews, and they even good gi- and they even give good bleaching tips for every day. <laughs> <laughs> Clickety clackety. All right, so there you go. And well, I hope you. he knows we love everybody from Scandinavia. Doesn't matter what one of the fucking places you're from. All those crazy lands. Okay, guys, uh, we are now on voicemails. So thanks, thanks Mark. By the way, thanks, yeah, Marco. Thank- Yes, thank you, Marco, and yes, you are Thanks, in on Marco, the next Thanks, Marco, Marco, with the O. Yeah, I, I, yeah, or Mark, without the O. <laughs> well, we could call Christian Chris if you want. I just like to call him Chin. Because <laughs> that's where you want to come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh! right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Okay, let me play this message. These fucking guys. All right, let's see. <laughs> These guys. These guys. Hey, headers. This is BC. This time using my real voice. Well, I'd give you guys a call and let you know something about something that's been bothering me for quite a few years now. Since 2001, the film Jeepers Creepers. 
remember the scene where he talked about his uh, license plate saying, eating you, and then, no, no, it's be eating you. Uh, it got me thinking, what the hell? The creeper, was he like sitting in DMV like for hours online? And they're going, oh, I fucking hate this place. And then he gets up to the front of the line and he's all like, can I just give me one that says, be eating you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just that movie. That's brilliant. Oh my god, that is brilliant. Yeah. But to you know, the movie's already hard enough to say you you enjoy because of of Victor salivating, but now <laughs> now he just totally ruined it for me. Because yeah. <laughs> how did he get that license plate? Right. Mail how order. did he get a license? Mail order. <laughs> there he is typing, just like he said, sitting in front of the computer. Fucking <laughs> the creeper. <laughs> I gotta have this license plate because I want everyone to know. That I plan to eat them. <laughs> Why would you even do that? You'd want to be inconspicuous, don't you think? Fucking, that's like Freddie Walker driving around. Or no, he doesn't drive. That well, no one does. That's like Michael Myers driving around. His license says fucking. <laughs> fucking yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, stab, uh, stabbing you or some shit. You know, I mean. Why would you draw attention to yourself? On top of that, it just it's fucked up. That's always bothered me about that movie. That'd be a great deleted scene if it was like him in the. <laughs> that Standing bothered me in the full the whole second half. <laughs> I find that movie's all build up, and then the payoff I find is is garbage. You know, I really enjoy the hell out of that movie, and for for a little while I felt like you, and but the last time I watched it, I fucking loved it. So I don't know, it came back to me. I think I'm the only one that I actually thinks they enjoyed part two more than one. <laughs> Oof. I did not. I've, never, like I've never seen part two. I've seen it once, and I did not like it. It was I don't know. People were fucking clairvoyant for no reason, and yeah, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys that's big on isolation, like a bunch of people together on a bus. It just doesn't do it for me. Just like it's like why I, one of the reasons I don't like Saw two. Too many fucking people. I don't like when a bunch of people are trapped at once. It's just I don't know. That's I don't just get picked off one by one. There was no bus in Saw two. No, <laughs> Jeepers Creepers too has a bus. Thank you. Yeah, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do bus horror next show for our big one year anniversary. Yeah, Nightmare yeah. <laughs> on Elm Street two. Jeepers Creepers <laughs> two. Everything's up two with the buses. And uh, trick or treat. Or or Friday six. Don't they come on a bus? Fucking uh, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those kids. Oh. <laughs> There they all are, right. and they're all yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to the emails. Here's another email, or voicemail. <laughs> Hi, it's Christopher. I like to call myself the Scream Queen. Anyway, I just wanted to say hi to my boys. Oh, <laughs> you're so Canadian. <laughs> I'd love to see your back bacon, baby. Oh, and Brandon, <laughs> you're so cute and nasally. I would love to feel that nasal on my sack. <laughs> and David, you're so cute. Oh, you silly sausage. I just want to scratch your eyes out. Anyway, I was just calling to say hi, like I said. Oh, and 
I was wondering, what's your favorite movie, Butch? Better yet, who's your favorite Butch? Great. This guy's like the Jerky Boys. He kind of looks. He sounds like a cross between Saul, Saul Rosenberg. You remember the Jerky Boys? <laughs> yeah, he does sound Saul. like Saul Rosenberg. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> oh, my head was all bashed apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my shoes fell off. <laughs> and I fell down the stairs, and my shoes fell off. <laughs> you know what it feels like oh. to be hurt. <laughs> I fucking love. I still love the Jerky Boys. Anyway, but that's what it sounds like. Butch. So he's talking like Sigourney Weaver alien style, like, uh, like I guess not to sound sexist, but women that are like tough as nails that might even f- be coined as like uh, in a male role, but they're a female character. I thought he meant lesbian. I thought he meant people named Butch. <laughs> well, you two are clearly idiots. I, I think no, I'm, Dave yeah. is clearly an idiot. I, the verdict is still out on me with my. No! I'm not an idiot, and I'll tell you why. People <laughs> named Butch? Okay, time out. Time out. Let me play the second. He called back, assholes. Hold on. I think it's for Pulp, Fic- Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I'm going to play part two then. Hold on. You'll see. Hi, it's Christopher again. Ooh, we got cut off. I don't like to get cut off. Anyway, I think that was that Travis guy who was affecting this phone system. Anyway, I wanted to say who your favorite Butch was. Was it Butch Patrick or Butch Cassidy? See? Anyway. Dave's obviously not an idiot. will be there from David Dakota, like Bleachin and his 1313 movies, They're to Die For. All right, guys, I can't wait to hear your response. Bye. Now what do you assholes think? That we never listened to part two of that message before we came down on you. Yeah, so it was both of our faults. I would like to um, officially apologize. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's okay. You didn't know better. I apologize, too. You didn't hear the second message, and I didn't realize he didn't say it in the first message. So, I was looking up lesbians in horror films earlier <laughs> well go ahead everybody but th- that makes the answer more interesting everybody give a different answer about a butch go ahead brandon okay. what what kind of butchers are you talking about give an answer i was thinking most recently of marie from uh high tension i knew you would say that yeah yeah and i, I thought i said sigonia weaver because i thought they just meant like <laughs> kick-ass female characters but i would have to go with butch cassidy over Eddie Munster. Same here. I, I'm going to give two butches. No, I'm going to give three. Fuck that. I'm going to give three butches. I'm going to mention Butch Vig. All right? I like Butch Vig. He's a good producer. He's a good drummer. I put him out there. What else do I like? Oh, you know what I like? There's a wrestler. He's, his name is Butch. Hacksaw. <laughs> well, that, that it fits what he's asking. He said favorite Butch. His name is Butch. Hacksaw <laughs> or, or the natural... Butch Reed. Yeah, he was also one half of Doom. Butch Reed. What's wrong with that Butch? He's a pretty cool Butch. Hacksaw Jim Duggan? No, this is a different Hacksaw. Not Jim Duggan, but Hacksaw Butch Reed. Real wrestling fans will know. So. Real and there's another fans. Butch. Don't even blaspheme on wrestling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love fake sports. No, seriously, I really do. You like fake movies? Why not like that? But anyway. Um, Butch the Bulldog. Don't forget about Butch the Bulldog. It's uh, Pluto's nemesis from Disney. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Butch. Remember that dog? How about my favorite, Kosha Butcher? 
a kosher butcher. Butcher. <laughs> Maybe next week he'll call back and ask us for our favorite muffins. <laughs> so yeah, uh, anything else to add about the butch? No. No, no I'm very confused. Now, is Christopher somebody disguising his voice in a funny way, or is this really a person who, like, I have to be weary of showing up at my house? Yeah, I don't know, man. All right. I don't know. We'll have to find out. He Maybe is from Jersey. Will... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that person will reveal himself, but until that time, it's not my business to say who it is, if, even if I did know. So the mystery will remain just that, a mystery. Sounds so. good. But if you guys want to uh, email us or V-mail us, I will tell you how to do it. ExplodingHeadsHorrorPodcast at gmail.com. Email. We will read it, so send it. And voicemail, 702-625-2224. 702-625-2224. So there you go. So uh, join in on that. Now, we have some other questions that didn't actually... They We don't... There's one I don't know how it came up, but I have a note here for it. So I know somebody asked us at one time or another. It may have been on the group page. The other ones I actually have the screenshot. But somebody asked us about homegrown horror. They wanted to know about, uh, you know, where we were from, uh, what was... I took it as, you know, what what was filmed there. I think it was Dave Verdone. E. Was it? Was it Dave Verdone? <laughs> e. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, pretty sure you. it was his voicemail. Now, how close to home are we getting? I would. Well, not, I, I, I lock out, man. Like I lock the fuck out. Yeah, some of you guys lock out. I mean, I. Uh, I don't. I, I don't really lock out, but but I do have one, that's really interesting. Okay, we'll go. Well, go ahead. You, well, you shoot your one off. <laughs> yeah, and I'll shoot my one off, and Christian can go crazy. Right. Well, right. obviously, I'm in. I'm in what's called Matawan, New Jersey, and so. Matawan. 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 Padawan? Yeah, young Padawan. Wow. Young Padawan. Padawan. Oh, Padawan. With an N. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> routine, just not good. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. The natural um, one? What'd you say? <laughs> I, I put, I put, I made a list. I did a uh, class of Nukem High, Toxic Avenger, Amityville Horror was actually shot in New Jersey. Yeah. And of course, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of my hometown of Matawan, Jaws, the real-life story, is based on a bunch of shark killings that took place in 1916, and two of those killings took place in my hometown. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, so a hundred years. A hundred years ago. So let's stay out of the water, man. If That's you, a good if, movie. If, <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, if you look it up, it's based on what happened in... in I mean, there were a bunch of shark attacks up, up the coast, but, but two of them... Happened in Matawan, New Jersey, in my hometown. Wow. I got an idea for a movie now. It's 100 years to the day, because what you said, 1916. It's now 2016. How about this? A tornado of sharks comes through. (laughs) Sorry. Ghost sharks, man. Ghosts, you know? No one's ever seen a ghost shark before. Although there is a ghost shark movie. Yeah, that's definitely a ghost, ghost shark. shark. No, there's, sure. it's, it's called Ghost Shark. There's a kid that goes on one of those uh, slip and slides. I'm dead serious because I couldn't stop laughing at this. He slides <laughs> on the slip and slide, and a ghost shark appears at the end and eats the kid <laughs> on the slip and slide. <laughs> if I get the clip, I'll post it to the page. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you got to now. Does he slide on the slip and slide yeah. right into his mouth? Yeah. Jaws <laughs> yes. That's better than I could have done. All right. 
All right, that, that's pretty cool. You know, here's something really, really strange, Brandon, that you brought up Nukem High. Because when you said Nukem High, I remembered that there was the the return to Nukem High was filmed in my backyard, and I didn't re- and I forgot about it till now. Because uh, number one, I've never seen seen it, so it's I really don't bad. care about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about it, but I know it's filmed here. So they did return to Nukem High somewhere near Buffalo. So and the big one is the burning, which was filmed in my hometown oh, yeah. of North Tonawanda, North Tonawanda, New York. Oh. And here's the crazy part: I cannot fucking find it. I have put pictures up online to Buffalo people, to people I know that I grew up with. NT say, "What's this? What's this?" Put it on Facebook. Nobody could identify it. Recently, though, recently, I want to say Paul Stevenson did this. He put something up and says it might be Ellicott Creek Park, and I've been to Ellicott Creek Park, so. But the picture he put up looked a little bit familiar. So maybe, maybe it's somewhere near there. But nice. The burning is the claim to fame, and I'm gonna go search around. I'm gonna maybe, yeah, maybe I'll make a little documentary about it one day. Maybe you guys can come here, and we can do it. And if not, fuck you. I'll, I'll bring the banana laser boys yeah. here, and they'll do it. Searching for the burning. Yep. There we go. Searching for the burning. Right. <laughs> oh, I found it. It was with me this whole time. <laughs> I gotta go see the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I did 22 shots of penicillin again. <laughs> 22 shots of... <laughs> Woo! Very good. Christian, here right. you are. Well, I was, I was born in Toronto, but I grew up in Oakville, and I now live in Burlington. So I guess my hometown is really Oakville, but it's part of the GTA, which is greater Toronto area. So uh, I used Toronto, and there's a shit ton. Like, I mean, I could probably list and keep listing. So I'll try to list some that I think, you know, are pretty exciting. So every Saw movie, with the exception of the original, was filmed in Toronto. Wrong Turn was filmed in Hamilton, which is right next door and surrounding area. Uh, Silent Hill 1 and 2, Toronto, Hamilton, and Brantford. Mama, which is the 2013 in Toronto. Berkshire County, Toronto. Uh, American Psycho, Toronto. Uh, The Thing remake, Harry remake, Poltergeist remake. Uh, Resident Evil, all done in Toronto and the area. Land of the Dead, Hamilton and Toronto. Dawn of the Dead remake, Toronto. Black Christmas, the original Toronto. The new Flatliners wow. movie was shot in my hometown, uh, the town I grew up in, in Oakville. Uh, at least some of the hospital scenes. Uh, and this, the show Ham- Hannibal, which I never knew, and The Strain were filmed in Hamilton right next door. Didn't even know that. Wow. Didn't know that. Shit. And the coolest one, which there's no way in hell I would have guessed this. No way in hell. The Witch, yes, The Witch from this year was shot not right next door by any means, but in Kiosk, Ontario, which is only a three-hour drive away, like three change up in cottage country. I had no clue it was filmed in Ontario. I thought that was filmed in like like England or something like that. Like I, I, I would have never known it was filmed three, three and a half hours away. Wow. Well, we, we got to go. We got to go see it now. Shit. Oh. Dave's got to do his clickety-clackety. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and there's way more. There's probably people screaming like, what about this and this and that? There's tons. Like Toronto, yeah. because Toronto became the Hollywood North and Vancouver as well. Uh, but Toronto really was like where at first Hollywood was coming to get those tax breaks in the 80s. And then it went into the 90s and 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then it started, started turning around. And we still get production up here, obviously, as I shot off a bunch of recent movies as well. But it's not quite as, uh, I think, as big and lucrative as it once was. Again, I think the popularity is because of the strong American dollar right now. But for about two, three years, we were almost on par 
our dollar was almost on par, oh, yeah. which was great for us. I but now, it, now it sucks. Like now, you, you our dollar is uh, way low compared to compared to the American dollar. So I think that's why production has come back here because they can get a more bang for their buck. Makes sense. Wow, that's that's crazy though. Yeah, it's fucking Toronto, man. That, that's where it's at. Well, cool, cool, very good. All right, so that's if that's enough homegrown horror for you guys. You know, Christian really takes the cake there. Wow. Okay, so we have more questions here, and they were the ones on the page. Um, let me. The one was about Argento. It was directed at me, but I told, you know, it's for all of us. We were talking about it one day, and, and Craig Wilkinson says, I want to list my uh, my top ten Argento. And then the asshole pulls a fucking Brandon and lists 11. But... <laughs> <laughs> and here's the, worst, 11. here's the worst fucking part. His number 11 is Dracula 3D. I, I never saw it. Why be compelled to put that one on there? It's uh, well, I, I I cannot look myself in the face without having Dracula 3D on this list, so I gotta have 11. You know. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Craig Wilkinson, whatever. Godspeed. If you, that's okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm never gonna talk shit about an Argento movie. So, but uh, I'm gonna read his. This is what he says. I'll go backwards, of course. He didn't write it backwards, but I'll you know I'll add some drama to it. 11 Dracula 3D. We said okay. Ten, Mother of Tears. Nine, Giallo. Eight, The Card Player. Seven, Phenomena. Six, Opera. Five, The Stendhal Syndrome. Four, Tenebrae. Three, Inferno. Two, Deep Red. And one, Suspiria. Then he says, have not seen Cat of Nine Tales. So. Hey, well, that's... Uh, 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 he sh- well, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that's a crazy Did- list. Do you? It, it is a crazy list. He's I'm got the card player and Giallo yes. on there. I know, I know. Giallo, I know. who? <laughs> I don't hate any of those movies. I'll tell you. I that don't. Right. No, I'll still watch a bad Argento film, but who? They're not bad. They're just not great. But I'm fine with them. They're 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 better than average for horror yeah. movies. Huh? Do you do you guys have ten or do you not? I have ten. I have nine. All right. Okay. Well, go ahead. Who wants to go? Go ahead, Bruce. All right, I'll go. Uh, are we doing our 10 to 6, or are we just doing all the way through? Yeah, we'll go all the way through. All right, number 10, Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Number 9, Sleepless. Number 8, Trauma. Number 7, Opera. Number 6, Inferno. Number 5, Phenomena. Number 4 is Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Number 3, Suspiria. Number 2, Deep Red. And number one, Tenebrae. Nice. Oh, man. I mean, okay, he has 24 films I guess you could choose from. Uh, here are my top, the top I, nine. I picked just from the films he directed. I didn't, So I yeah. didn't go. I mean, it's not wrong if you yeah. went with some of the ones he wrote. You know, I obviously would have put Demons on there and stuff. but Nah, directly. Nah, I, was, I didn't do that either. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, hopefully you, you guys allow my number nine. Uh, Two Evil Eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Number eight, Trauma. Number seven, the Stenhall Syndrome. Number six, Inferno. Number five, Deep Red. Number four, Tenebrae. Number three, Suspiria. Number two, Phenomena. Number one, Opera. Nice. Wow. Yeah, wow. I love Opera is like my fave. I got to go and rewatch Opera. I love Opera, but it's been yeah. some of the ones that I had in my bottom half. Some of the ones. <laughs> Wow, bottom <laughs> Some of the ones I've had in my bottom half. Oh God, you wouldn't believe. It. Nice it's just been a, it's just been a while since I've seen them, so uh, <laughs> I had to go by you know faint memories of what I thought of them. 
Man, I've seen them all in the last two years for sure. I don't go too long without watching any of his shit. So I'm just surprised at your Suspirias and your Deep Reds placing where they placed. That that's a little surprise. Five and three, eh? You know, you know why I do I do really love Suspiria, but I something about the when I saw because I saw Creepers at the time with that cover art and Jennifer Connelly. I yeah. saw that at a very yeah. young, impressionable, impressionable age, like right when I was getting into horror, when I was still scared of it, where I saw A Nightmare on Elm Street, where I saw Friday the... No, not Friday the 13th. Nightmare on Elm Street, Silver Bullet, and a couple of other horror movies, Creepers being one of them, at the neighbors that, because he had an older brother that would rent them, and I would come over and I'd end up seeing them, and I was scared shitless of them. And that always just... I had that nostalgic impact with me. Suspiria is probably a better made movie. However, I just have that love for uh, for Creepers, which then when I finally saw the unrated version, I even loved it more. Yeah. It's funny I when I'm... Similar. Uh, no, it's cool. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Brandon. Oh, no. I was just going to say to Christian that when I mentioned Phenomena, I was going to give him a snarky Creepers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we knew it for years. Though. No, I know, I know. I just bought the uh, well, pre-ordered that new uh, steelbook that's coming out. Awesome! Oh yeah, I saw the. Yeah. I, I think I saw someone posted it, or it was a sponsored ad, or something. I, I came up on something that looked really cool. It's a beautiful edition. I spent yeah. forty-five bucks on it. Yeah, Minga. Yeah, 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 Minga. <laughs> forty-five. Holy shit! Yeah, for one one movie. Oof. Now I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen. Do you like Hitchcock? The Card Player, Gallo. Gallo. I haven't seen. Gallo. I haven't seen. And Dracula. Uh, Dracula. I did see. <laughs> Dracula and Phantom. I did see. Galileo. I get the confused, but. <laughs> okay. What's What's the worst one? Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> Galileo. I never said Galileo. Galileo. You skunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It's like the easiest one. It's like the whole genre. It's like subgenre giallos, and it's like he's like giallo, giallo. <laughs> oh fuck you! I said giallo. You did. Yeah. There's always room for giallo. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking Italian too. That's the worst part. Uh, <laughs> this won't. This won't shit. get. This won't. This will not catch on like cinematography. Oh, no, that one I hit it out. I didn't say it. I think I said I think I said Jello, and I went Jello. Yeah, no, you did. You didn't. You really didn't say it wrong. It was just oh. funny because, like, I was just expecting you to just go be Jello, but it seemed, yeah. it seemed no, like no. I, I had a, a pissy off. I had to do it with with the way my mom would say bruschetta. <laughs> bruschetta. It's bruschetta. No, it's bruschetta. It's ragotta. You call it ragotta or no, Christian? Uh, it's ragotta. Yeah. Thank you. Ricotta. Yeah. It ain't. It's not fucking ricotta. Hey, ricotta. Like ricotta no. cheese. That's right, exactly. and it's gravy. So, <laughs> my, uh, can I keep the top ten here or no? Yeah, no, no, we're gonna keep talking. So that I haven't seen. No, I'm just gonna go ahead. <laughs> I know your top ten. <laughs> you guys have no idea what my top ten is. I'll we tell you. Right. Number one. We know your number one and your number ten. No, you don't. You don't know my number ten. I'll tell you what now. My number ten is proof, and I'll say it again. Another reason that Argeno is number one is because he is the only horror director to have. A good movie in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And that is fact, and I defy anyone else to come up with proof that someone else did. Well, technically that's opinion, but... I I agree. (laughs) But even big fans of other directors, I don't think are going to come and tell me. 
and have it be an argument that people are going to agree with them on. Say, oh, no, that guy did a great movie in the 2000s, because none of them did. But Huey, anyway. Huey Ball. Yeah, he retired. Did you see that? Yeah, everybody was applauding. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Idiot. But anyway, let's get back to this. Num- my number 10 is Sleepless. And it's, nice. it's his, the last great movie he made. Yeah. Oh, shit, I exactly. forgot about that one. You know what? I, I would put that as my number 10. I totally forgot about that one. Okay. So, well, Brandon said it, too. Uh, you I, had a, yeah, I had a number nine. <laughs> yeah, well, I forgot <laughs> about Christian, that. Christian wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, was I, give, figure, I was, was sleeping. trying to figure out how to pronounce Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> my joke oh, was God. better. <laughs> yeah, your joke was better. <laughs> it was good. Right. <laughs> okay, ten, Sleepless. Number nine, Inferno. Number eight, Cat of Nine Tails. Number seven, Burr with a Crystal Plumage. Number six, Four Flies on Grey Velvet. Number five, Phenomena. Number four, Tenebrae. Number three, Opera. Number two, Deep Red. And number one, Suspiria. Nice. That's that. I knew it. Did I surprise you? (laughs) Yeah, you did a little bit. Not with your number one or two. No, but did the other surprise you a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, I admittedly, um, I don't love his earlier works as much as some. Like you guys had a few of his, I, I his first two, I, I actually. Oh, don't. Bird is so good. Uh, I love Bird. Four Flies was the one that I was Flies. really. Yeah, I'm not what? a big fan I, of that. Oh, I love it. Yeah, wow. me too. I left Cat of Nine Tails off only because it, it, it doesn't feel so much horror-ish. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I love it all. I, it's a giallo, you know, straight up. Giallo. Uh, it's a Galileo. Galileo, get it me. <laughs> hey, don't even try to turn us into anything. It's no, gonna, I'm yeah, not. It's, you, it's, it's already done. It's already it happened. Even, yeah, but it's no, got, it wasn't it's even done. close. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. I'm going to have to live with this now. No, uh. the pronunciation would have had to have been off, and it really wasn't. So, <laughs> listeners, let's cut Christian a break here. No Galileo jokes. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be Galileo now for the next month. It's going to get tired Galileo. of that one. <laughs> do you know, do you know, guys know who Galileo was? Yeah, Galileo Galilee. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. he did? I know what he did. He looked in, into a, a telescope. No, but before that, before that. He, um, was a, he was a world-renowned cinematographer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, there was just some guy you blew on the corner last night. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Galileo Galileo Glee. <laughs> now we have a question on the, on the group page. Our friend uh, Debbie Overly says, I don't know if this was ever discussed... On the podcast, but I was curious, have any of you read the horror novels or stories associated with some movies? Which did you think were better, book or movie, and why? So, I could just say one thing. The only novels I've read that have been turned into movies are King and Barker. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that the book was better every single time except Carrie. Carrie, I think. It was a better movie, and I think Pet Cemetery was very good, but there were some parts in the book that I wasn't crazy about when they had, uh, what's his name, Talking Judd, whatever his name is, the old guy. Don't go down that route. Him. Um, 
<laughs> with the accent, the way it was written in the book, it got a little too much for me. But it, everything else about the book was great. And that's all I'll say about that. And as far as Barker goes, they're all, um, yeah, Cabal was better than Nightbreed. But I still like Nightbreed a lot. And um, Hellbound Heart is short. Hellraiser's great, too. So that's all I can say. I'm, what, about I the, what about The Shining? Shining is an excellent book and an excellent movie. The, granted, they're both very different, and the same thing goes for Misery. Misery yeah. is a top three King book, in my opinion. I love it, and it's a great movie, but I'm, I'm a big fan of the book. Same thing with It. See, they're all some of them are still great movies and great books, but a lot of times the books are always better. Almost, it, it's, it seems like that's usually the answer when it comes yeah. to it. As good as as great as the movies are, it just seems like it's always the books are genuinely more scary because it's really your imagination versus actually seeing it. Absolutely. Yeah. But have any of those books that you've read have any of the on-screen adaptations like hit the nail on the head in terms of what you pictured in your mind when you were reading the books, or did you read the books after the films? I read the books after. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I wish I didn't sometimes, but I did. Uh, no, that's... that's and my answer can't be... It's not much different. I think universally, I'm more of a visual person. So there are some... Def- there are definitely some movies that uh, I would say that I... Like, I think you nailed it with Carrie. I really do think you nailed it with Carrie. Uh, and I might even say Christine, because Christine wasn't one of his stronger books. Uh, and that's arguable. But I mean, I actually quite like the movie of Christine, even though, you know, it's some people consider it a John Carpenter misfire. I think it's actually one of his better films as well. Uh, American Psycho, that book is so hard to read and it's so disturbing. And the movie takes a different, it takes the character and the fundamentals and takes scenes and ideas from the book like it should. But it's a total different presentation, in my opinion, and a successful presentation as well. So... The book is more disturbing, so it's hard to say it's a better. But yeah, because you're reading this stuff, and I remember I mentioned this earlier, rereading pages of that book because I couldn't couldn't imagine what I just read, or I couldn't believe what I just read is what I meant. <laughs> wow, yeah, it was just that disturbing. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what I just read. <laughs> and, and the girl next door, uh, Jack uh, Ketchum. If you've, if oh, you've, Jack Ketchum, yeah, yeah, uh, his oh, that man. book, that book is really, really hard to read and the movie does a decent job and there's kind of like two versions of it there's the official movie rendition and then an american crime which is yeah based yeah more on the trans on, on the transcripts of the actual uh case both uh, equally disturbing yeah both movies disturbing yeah. and that book is disturbing yeah well when you're reading the book is it it's not presented i mean obviously we know that it's non-fiction but is it presented as fictional work or is it presented as these are the accounts of what happened here? There's a whole lead up. Uh, there's an interview in the version I read that he, Stephen King loved the book. So Stephen King's uh, talking about the book. And so they, they give you the whole backstory. So you kind of get it through that introduction. Uh, and then when he's writing, when he actually writes the book, it's done totally from a fictional standpoint in the sense of like kind of based on based on true events, but the book itself has its own presentation. Like, it's about a, a man uh, that is recounting uh, a, a, a horrible time in his childhood and how he feels, you know, 
quite responsible, even though he was the one that kind of ended it all, uh, how it affected him and just how evil can dwell in small towns. But it's not Jack Ketchum. That's he. Jack Ketchum isn't playing himself in the book. No, 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 not at all. No, it's it's a it's a fictionalized story revolving around like he literally he said he read the he read the transcripts and wrote the book around what, the actual court documents that were I think uh, presented at that case. But the book itself is a, is a work of a fiction based on true events. Okay, that's I'm cool. Man. That correctly, yeah. like yeah. That's it's still a fictionalized version of it. The names are changed. Whereas American Crime, the movie, I think, believes uses the real names of the 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 places of event. Jack Ketchum changes the town, changes like the names of the characters, uh, changes a few of the uh, um, a few of the major details uh, for his story for his rendition. Yeah, and that's probably why The Girl Next Door plays more like a horror film, and an American Crime, even though it's horrific, is more of a yeah. As a drama horror. How weird that they both came out in 2007 in the same year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very bizarre. Yeah, that is weird. But anyway, yeah. No, it, so again, I give the edge. The the movies are disturbing, and and both should be seen. Uh, they could be considered endurance tests for certain audiences for sure. Uh, but that book, because it's the written word, it, it, it's that much more powerful because you're like, wow, someone wrote this, <laughs> and it's disturbing. Nice. Definitely. All right. So, do we all answer? Well, my mind was long winded, but I think it was saying the exact same thing you guys were saying. You know what? Halloween 3, the movie, was better than the novelization. (laughs) Based on the truth. (laughs) Based on what you read last time. (laughs) I'm getting that thing and I'm turning it into an audio book. Exactly. I'm telling you. (laughs) That's my next career move. Big black hand. Yeah. I'm going to turn this. Yeah, the black hand. I'm going to turn this. I'm going to turn us into a tier one podcast because the trick is to be an author first. So I am going, well, I can't be an author. Well, I can, but it's easier for me to read an audio book of Halloween 3 because nobody else really wants to, right? Does that make you an author if you get your tape published? <laughs> <laughs> of someone else's literally work. Literally yeah. work. <laughs> I dropped the ball. I shit the bed. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um. In the short time we have left, we have to talk about our 2016 watches here. Brandon, I mean, you're out of fucking control all month long. I'm done. So... I'm done. Okay. Why don't you tell us something? Okay. I mean, 30, day, 30 day challenge, 60 2016 movies watched. Wow. In Holy 30 days. Shit. And to be honest, I could have watched more. And Let's just put this in perspective. When we why did... why could you have watched more? Because you were enjoying yourself. I don't think so. I was. I have a lot. I actually probably of the. I had twenty nine on the last recording that I'd watched. So I watched thirty one in the last two weeks, and oh. of those thirty one, I had probably three or four films that could potentially make the top ten. Now, more than likely, they'll be in the top twenty five which I plan on doing this year, but I have a couple that will definitely be in the top 10 for that I watched within the uh, the month. Okay. We'll but I wanted that. to put it in perspective and say, you know, when we did Don't Breathe, which wasn't that long ago, Don't Breathe was the 30th movie of the year, 30th 2016 movie I had seen this year, 
and now I've seen 107. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I, I told myself I wasn't going to do it again this year, and I did it. Okay, wow, so dude. so I'll just breathe. I'm at 77. 77? I'm at 77. Last year I watched 78, so, yeah. Yeah, well, last year I watched 159, so I guess I had to try to come close. All right, so I watched Toro Loco, Bloodthirsty. I watched Sleepover. I watched a film called Winner's Tape All, which I highly recommend. I like that, too. Yeah. I watched a film called Derange, which I don't recommend. I watched a film called Summer Camp, which I also recommend. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't like the camera work, but... No, didn't it bother you? I, could, I, I really it, wanted to turn it, it, it off. Re- it so you know bad. what? For some reason, it didn't. And you know what? It didn't, it didn't even... It didn't bother me at all. It was shaking so bad. It was worse than 31 was. Oh, man. Yeah, it, but did, anyway, it didn't here. affect me. Uh, sorority Slaughterhouse. Horrible. Consumption, pretty horrible. Kill your friends, highly recommend it. I know you're in there. The ones below, Ditch Day Massacre, Jack Goes Home, which I recommend. The Ritual, Creature Feature, Harvest Lake, whoa, whoa. The Dark. What'd you think of Creature Feature? I gave it a, f- a five and a half. Oh, you're higher than I was. That's yeah, true. nothing special. That's why I'm only giving shout outs to ones that I that I rated a little higher. Uh, I had I had asked though. Just I yeah, no, you I had, I'm sorry. What, what's that? Jack goes home because I saw Jack goes home. I gave it a seven and a half. What did you give it? That's exactly what I gave it. Seven. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Right. Uh, I watched a Dark Stranger. I watched a film called Fear Inc., which yes, liked it. which was terrific, and it's filled with a ton of twists. I just want to say its major downfall for me was that it just had one too many twists. Ah, uh, you see, that's where, that's what elevated that movie. I ended up giving that movie at eight and a half. But let yeah. me tell you something. It's high, but you know what? There's a movie I watched years ago. It's it's a no movie, but it, you, you've seen that movie Wild Things, right? Yes. Okay. I've seen Wild Things one time and one time only, and I, here's what I remember. I really enjoyed it, and there was when I thought there was a twist and they twisted me out, another twist came in and it blew me away. And I was like, wow, that's my remembrance of Wild Things. I could be wrong, but that's how I remember it. So I called this movie the Wild Things of Horror. And okay. because I enjoyed it so much and I'm rating it 8.5, I almost don't want to watch it again because it was the twists that kept elevating it. So now knowing those twists, it may not have the same impact. So I may never watch it again, but I give it 8.5. What I movie love was this twists. again? It's called Fear Inc. Fear Inc. What What did you rate it? I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. I would have been eight or higher if it just. I I get you know all the twists and why they had to be that way, but it's kind of like one too many twists kind of made it seem like the whole movie was moot. See, I love that shit. I don't know. <laughs> but but it was it was still a good movie. Definitely check it out. I watched a film called Death in Buenos Aires. A film called Immune. I saw Ouija, Origin of Evil, Flanagan. Uh, yes. In my book, in my book, he is five for five now. I agree. I, I'm not really? saying. I'm not saying this was. It's not favorite. on par. It's, it's his worst no. movie, but it's still good. How's that? Exactly. I would probably yes. rank this as number five of the of the five. But he's still a, a great filmmaker, and a lot of things I enjoyed. Some things I didn't enjoy, but. Overall, a so- I gave it a solid seven. 
I gave it a seven and a half, so I'm right, okay. right with you. It was yep. good. It was good. Yeah. You know what? It reminded me a lot of Conjuring 2 with that old school setup, how it took place in the 60s and, yeah. and shit like But I enjoyed this that stuff more than Conjuring 2 because Conjuring 2 was too busy with all kinds of family members. And this was smaller. It was three main people. And I enjoyed that aspect of it more than having a whole family. That's just me. I'm not saying that it's better than Conjuring 2. I'm just saying I enjoyed the first act in the setup a little more because I, I like getting to know those characters. So. Yeah. But it was cool. I mean, as far as a Ouija movie goes, it's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's a great filmmaker. Uh, I watched a film called House of Purgatory, which I recommend. Not, not a great movie, but a, a fun Halloween movie. Uh, Dolly Deadly, terrible. <laughs> I knew that. The Horde <laughs> was great. Uh, I watched a film called Three Beauties, which... Might be border doesn't really count as horror, but um, I'll throw it in there anyway. Me and my mates versus the zombie apocalypse, a lot of fun. Huh. The tag along, late night double feature, recovery, dark Amazon, under the shadow, which I highly recommend. Under the shadow, and um, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house, which I watched twice. Okay, so what got your highest rating? And I'm not, if it was pretty thing, you can't say that now, of course. But uh, yeah, I didn't even ra- I didn't even put a rating. Put uh, under the shadow had an eight. Did I have any other eight? Kill your friends had an eight, and winter tapes all had an eight. Okay, I gave it a seven, but I did enjoy it. Um, I loved it. See. I thought it was a real documentary. <laughs> Nobody told me this was a faux documentary. I had to find out, but it's set up brilliantly, so everybody it's, should it's, see it. It's this. got so much charm to it. It's kind of like a not not as much going on, but like a WNUF Halloween special. The way they yeah, have the, that's one yeah. I really need to check out. I've been wanting for to sure. see that one for a while. For sure, and you know that's on Prime. And I'm going to mention two more movies quick that are on Prime that are found footage. And uh, granted, they only get a six and a half, but if you're a found footage fan, I know we all are here. Uh, the Break In and Bad Ben. Yeah, I didn't Check see it then. I saw the break-in, which I really liked until the very end. I liked the end until someone told me something that made me go, oh, shit, that didn't make sense. But I still enjoyed my time with the movie. So, yeah. So that's good. So eight and a half, scare campaign. I'm not sure if I mentioned it last time or not. So good. So I gave that an eight and a half as well. Nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I, gave yeah. it a, I gave it an eight. I love scare campaign. Yeah, it's good shit. So since then... I've watched Scare Campaign, The Break-In, Bad Ben, Winter's Tape All, Dead of Winter, Jack Goes Home, Ditch Day Massacre, and The Greasy Strangler. And and more. Um, Ouija, I've said. Fear Inc., I've said. The Dark Stranger, I saw. And, and, and Pretty Thing, of course. Um, the Greasy Strangler. Uh, <laughs> it's basically like a trauma film. Honestly, it, 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 and, and you know, I'm not a big fan of trauma films. It's just, there, there's some good, funny parts to it. There's some some memorable dialogue. But by the end, like the last 15 minutes, I just kind of wanted it to be over. I like, exactly. it had enough, right? And I really felt for the lead character because of what happened with him for the girl. So, I mean, I was into the character, and it's kind of saying something. And I was like, I felt really bad for him. But it made no sense how she jumped around. and Bullshit. They took, yeah, bullshit artist. Right. And they, they took things too far. Almost like a family guy joke that goes on like three or four times too too far. You know how they do those things? <laughs> and they're great if you're on acid, but I'm not on acid. So yeah. it's like 
it goes on a little too long. You can only call somebody a bullshit artist five or six times in a row, and then say change it up and say you're a horseshit artist, and it'd be funny <laughs> so many times. It's just enough is enough. And like the potato thing, Porto, Porto. Porto, Porto. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was funny four times. I didn't need it eight. You what know what I'm saying? Say? What did you say? <laughs> Porto. What did you say? It was you funny. Know? It's but, weird because I've, I'm the same way. I feel the same way. Like, I laughed yeah. at a lot of things, but by the end, I was like, this needs to be over. But I yeah. gave it a really low score, but, but I, you know, it did have its funny parts. I love when he farts in the blind guy's face. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I don't know why. It's it really a funny, gross-out film, but I just, not for me. Like, I'm not buying this film. I'm not. Right. I will not be right. checking it out again. No. But, you know, Winner's Tape All was good. Dead of Winter. I gave it a seven and a half. Uh, ah, good. You know, I'm glad I recommended that to you. I had a, I had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. It, it was yeah. good. Um, so that's really all I, I could really get into. Everything else, there's, you know, no, nothing else. Everything else is, you know, kind of. But nothing was bad. I mean, Greasy Strangler, I give a five. Ditch Day Massacre, I give a five. Started off good, and then I don't know, just yeah. Not. Ditch Day that Massacre was disappointing. Yeah, it was, but. I mean, everything else was in the six and a half, seven area, you know, and then and then a couple standouts. So, not bad. Here's what I noticed about this year: a lot of movies this year are getting sixes, where last year they got eights. That is the difference between last year and this year. But yeah. this year is more top heavy, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. My top oh. ten is, it is. Oh, my it's last a- girlfriend was a little top heavy. Hey. <laughs> Dude, my top ten is gonna. It might be all nines. It might be all nines. That's how good this year was. No, no you cool. have you the know. witch. You gave the witch a ten, so we know. Oh yeah, and a ten. Yes. Whoops. That's okay because mine's gonna be very short. Oh, do it up, honey. You gotta save that for the Suspiria show. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Nice. <laughs> so. Very well. Obviously, the movie we're watching tonight, and I watched The Conjuring Two, which I was saving. I was saving it. I was actually going to watch it for tomorrow night, and uh, we. I watched Poltergeist, and I decided to watch The Conjuring Two. What'd you think? I was very disappointed. <laughs> I was what? I, oh my! Uh, I know. I loved the opening. I loved the opening with the the link to Amityville. And the yeah. Amityville possession. Oh, awesome. And don't get me wrong. The movie looked beautiful. It looked amazing. The acting was strong. There's some good scares in it. I just found it dull. Long and kind of boring. And I wasn't. Wow. I just lost interest. And all in all, I ended up giving it a 6 out of 10. Wow. I'm wow. shocked. Yeah, I, I, give was, it a, I give it an 8. I was. I gave, I was, I gave it a I'm, nine. I'm very mad Woo-hoo. because that and "Don't Breathe" were I thought contenders to be in my top two spots this year because I loved Conjuring so much. Conjuring was my I, favorite I like, horror movie like, of that year. I like Conjuring two better than the first one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, yeah, that's I, cool. I, I mean, I get, I get it, but I was so engaged. I loved the soundtrack. I loved everything in that film. That two hours flew by. No, my I turned to my daughter. And we were, I'm watching. I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. She's like, Yeah, it's kind of mm. slow. And I'm like, Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I could go for slow. It just, 
I, it was almost like he could, did it on purpose. You're like, you could have easily trimmed this down. Two hours and fifteen minutes is a long. We're not. This is not The Exorcist. This is not <laughs> like. I mean, like, let's just trim it right. down here. Come on, guys. I agree. I agree with that. Yep. I enjoyed everything I saw, though. I wouldn't say it was dull or anything like that, but it was good. It was on par with the first one. Uh, I can say that. I, 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 at this point, I think I like them both equally, mostly because part two was all original, and part one was all stuff that we had seen before. I'm not knocking it because it's still an 8 out of 10, and I still really enjoyed it, but everything in this one was more original. It wasn't a bunch of callbacks to other horror movies. That's so funny so, that you say that because I thought this was the one that felt like been there, saw, saw that. I, really? I, yeah, oh. it's so weird, and I, I, I was all in. Like I loved, I loved Insidious One and Two, The Conjuring, freaking. I enjoyed Dead Silence, and of course Saw. So I was all in for this, and I couldn't believe. How, now maybe I'll have to go back and watch it now with the initial reaction is gone. I'll give it the Dave view, the Dave Z second view before the end of the year show. I'm definitely going to do that with Don't Breathe. Oh yeah. And assuming that we'll be, get a chance to see it, when does it don't breathe come to DVD or Blu-ray or I guess I whatever I'm not going to buy it, but I'll, I'll I'll check it on iTunes or whatever. I'm sure it'll be before the year end. Wait a second now, let me ask you something. First of all, let me say this: Conjuring Two, I have it on Voodoo. Somebody left the fucking thing on Facebook and uh, one of the groups I'm in. Somebody put the digital code there. So I put it in, and I've had it in my on my on my Voodoo on my PS4 for a while. So I am absolutely going to rewatch it before the last show. So the Dave Z second watch, who knows? Maybe it'll elevate it. Maybe it'll knock it down. We'll see. It'll elevate it because it's amazing. People, we'll see. people, oh crap! People are all over this one. Some people they say are. some people say it's it's perfect. It's better than the first one, like you just said, Brandon. Some people say it's on par. Some people are disappointed. I mean, it's it's all over. I guess like. All the big ones that you're gonna get. Yeah, th- I don't even want to say better because I love the first one too. I just I was blown away by this one. I just loved every aspect of it, and for such a long movie. Look, I'm restless on 80 minute movies. I'm I'm checking the time. Yeah, you know, but and this is a two hour plus film, and I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time. And you I know what I found with this month, even though I've been busy doing the movie and, and this that, and the other thing, the reality is that. I don't want to like the Conjuring Two. I wanted to see. There's no question about it. And there's a lot that I really want to see. But I, I guess maybe Halloween's nostalgia time again. I want to revisit the ones that I love or that I don't love. Like I mean, I'll watch. I watched Halloween Five, Six. I'm gonna watch H Two on Resurrection. I'm gonna watch them all because oh. this time of year I love watching those type Wait, of movies. Stop! Stop! stop. Yeah. To, today is the thirtieth. Tomorrow's Halloween. You're going to tell me that you're going to spend your fucking Halloween watching Resurrectum? Are you fucking serious? Uh, well, at least H2O because I have to do a podcast on Tuesday on, on H2O as well. It wouldn't be my now first choice. Now it comes out. <laughs> now I understand. Well, I've watched them all. I've watched all the other Halloweens already other than the zombie ones. Uh, I'm going in order uh, for, right, for this Halloween and... and like I would love to get trick or treating again. I trick or treat one more time tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. There was something I wanted to ask you, Christian. You saw Thirty One, didn't you? I have not watched it yet. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. This <laughs> this will continue on our top ten show. Okay, because we were talking about biggest disappointments. Okay. Don't breathe. The boy. Now, 
not more disappointing than people that admittedly were all Rob Zombie fans, and we all really liked at least Lords of Salem, right? It was I like yeah, Rob yeah. Zombie, but I don't like. I never go into his films like, oh, I'm gonna be blown away. I I enjoy all his films though. I, oh, I, I look forward to all of them. Like I look oh, f- what. Like- House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil Rejects, Lords of Salem, loved it's the two the two Halloweens were my my disappointment movies. For, for Lords me. of Salem, dude, the step down from Lords of Salem to thirty one is fucking just astronomical to me. I just rewatched Lords of Salem again a few weeks ago, and I still love it. And to see how good he did technically with H two and then Lords of Salem and then what he did with thirty one, I just I, I don't know. <sighs> what is, is it a budgetary thing? No, because he had the same budget that he had with fucking... He had more of a budget than he had with Lords of Salem. I think one was 2 million, one was 2.5. Either way, it was the same ballpark. So, that can't be the excuse. Yeah, you can't, you can't make a decent movie for $2.5 million these days. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> Lords of Salem did a pretty good job, man. No, I love Lords. <sighs> yeah, good shit. But anyway... That's that's neither here nor there. We got to get on with our reviews, and uh, our first one is uh, what's the name of it? Oh yes, I know what it's called. The Innocence. The Innocence, nineteen sixty one, directed by Jack Clayton, based off the novel by Henry James. A young governess for two children becomes convinced that the house and grounds are haunted. That is simple and to the point. <laughs> Short and sweet. It is short and yeah. sweet. Finally, not like a spoiler, you know. Of course, she doesn't just come to the conclusion that it's haunted. She comes to all these crazy conclusions that, frankly, are, especially at the time, was very surprising that she deducted all these things in the time that she did. And it's not a knock on the movie. I'm not shitting on it. It was it was surprising. That's all. I was like, so she put this and this together to come up with this. That's something you would have seen like nowadays in the era of we've already seen a bunch of different kind of movies. And I don't want to say what they are because it's kind of spoiler territory. But Yeah, I, this, this film's definitely ahead of its time. It is ahead of its time. Now, Christian, this was the movie you mentioned on the first show that, when yeah. the, that you saw and it scared you. Was that what it was? Yeah, when I was a little kid, like uh, my dad was a big movie buff. So he mm-hmm. always put movies on. And I remember this one coming on, and I remember it scaring the pants off of me. And I, I, I said, I, I remember actually looking at the wall instead of the TV because I wanted to stay in the room and not look scared in front of my dad and mom, but I was not watching the movie at all, and I remember being terrified of it. Like, this is probably, I'd say, my fourth time seeing the movie. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Well, this uh, is my first time. Okay. Yeah, first time watch for me too, which is interesting because I know we talk about like films we haven't seen, big films. This is this was always at the top of my list in terms of really popular films that I hadn't seen yet. Well, it's good because this is what you say, Dave. This is what the podcast is about. It gets us maybe seeing a movie that we have on that list, but you just need that push so that you actually watch it. And uh, and I have a lot of those on my list as well. And so I was really glad to revisit this movie because it had been a while. Uh, it looks beautiful. I mean, one thing about it is they were doing color films at this time, as we well know. Yeah. Uh, but what a great idea to film in black and white, just kind of like Psycho did the year before. I mean, it just it just adds to the the creepiness of, and this, of the movie. This film's actually based on a Broadway adaptation of Henry James's novella, so it's it's more in line with the with the Broadway adaptation. 
But I gotta say, obviously Deborah Kerr, she's you know an amazing actress, was an amazing actress. But these kids, were these not two of the best child performances you've ever seen in a film? <laughs> yeah, especially the boy. But yeah, definitely the both. Yeah, were great. I, they I were mean, great. yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> I was I was blown away. I'm watching it. I'm like, Jesus, they don't act like this anymore. No, at first they're a little precocious, like like at this time. That was like the the time. The imagery is obviously obviously it's a very it's a plus for this movie because it yeah. stuck with me for years. I remembered the window, the guy in the window, and and you want to talk Exorcist three? I think the Exorcist three lifted that hallway jump scare scene from this mm-hmm. movie. This movie just doesn't have the stinger that goes with it. This movie does it silent. And I'm talking about when she walks down the hallway, and and um, I, I, I'm going to butcher the names. But the 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 woman character, the sort of glides by the hallway. Oh yeah, um, Miss Jezel. Yeah, Jezel, uh, Jezel, or G- Giselle. Yeah, Giselle, <laughs> Jezel. Yeah, Giselle. Uh, Miss Jizzle. Miss Jizzle. Jizzle, my Jizzle. Yeah. <laughs> Speckle my schmuck. Anyway, so the uh, <laughs> she floats by, and I, the second I saw that, I'm like, oh my god, Exorcist three. It's the first thing that popped in my head. I don't know why, but it just reminded me of Exorcist three right away. Wow, it reminded me of fucking <laughs> the pretty thing that lives in the house because well, I had seen it the night before. These films match up very well. Yeah, in, in terms of their look, this yeah. film does have the most probably. One of the most despicable characters I've ever seen in film. The uncle? Yeah. Is yeah. he not, well, like, the I worst? <laughs> I don't have time for the kids. Just, yeah. yeah. At least he's honest. At least he still wanted the best for him. I'll give him that. Because he inherited the kids. They're, they're, they're not his children. But he said, hey, I want to hire the very best to take care of me. Live in this big, beautiful mansion. Just, I trust you. You seem this, this. And I'm not defending him. But I'm saying at least he had you know, something in mind. It wasn't like a Cinderella thing where he was fucking making them clean clothes and fucking wash floors days and night and abusing them. That's the rat's job. This isn't the girl next door. What? Matt's job? The rats. Oh! (laughs) The rats. Cinderella! No, and Matt's. That's good. Matt's job. (laughs) Matt's and his rats. (laughs) Wazell, get back to scrubbing the floors. Right, yeah. You want back on the show? Yes or no? Yeah, bring that Halloween 3 quiz with you. Yes. <laughs> that thing's not going to write itself, Wazell. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys think that this woman seemed a little bit too old for the position? Or is it me? Wouldn't you want someone really young to raise children? She looked like she was in, at least in her, I don't know. I think she was probably in her 40s because she already had a, a career that I think was 20 years old at this point. Yeah, she was she was around 40-ish, but uh, definitely a little old. But she, it, the Funny, the weird thing was that she referenced that it's her first governess job, and she yeah. was almost and she's almost shocked that she's that she gets the job. Yeah. So you she almost is. get you almost get a sense like she's she's even shocked like he doesn't know anything about me. So you know it's gonna be yeah. It was crazy just about her, from there. It was her character, I guess. I guess the uncle liked her character and just figured she was trustworthy. I don't and know. She, this is and she was hot. He liked the way she looked. She liked the he liked the way she looked. Yeah. This is 1961 too. Yeah. You know? Different times. Did you, did you guys take a shot every time the kids called them kill, called her dear? No. <laughs> he was great. Only my, the wind, my dear. <laughs> man, Miles. Miles is a pimp. Yeah, he is. 
just yeah. plants one right on Right, oh, uh, yeah. Goes right in for the kill. Yeah. yeah. Laura creeped me out, man. Really? She was creeping me out. She was fine till, for the most part, I thought. I thought that... Yeah, she was creeping me out the whole movie. I'm like, I don't trust her. I don't trust Miles. I'm like, I don't trust any of these, these kids. The children <laughs> of the corn nest. <laughs> Come on, Flora, she was sweet, the butterfly everywhere. Did you notice how many butterflies were in this? Everywhere she walked, there was wasn't a butterfly. She the, wasn't she the one who was watching the the spider eat the butterfly? Oh, and eventually that did happen. Yeah, which she's is, like, oh, look at this cute spider eating this butterfly. <laughs> like that That's true, that did happen. And does that happen? Do spiders eat butter? Have you ever seen a butterfly in a spider web? I never, but... No. I can't imagine a little girl would enjoy watching a spider eat a butterfly. Well, no. It was just, no, that, yeah, that is fucked up. That was our first warning sign. You're right. You're right about that. That's true. I, I, I'll tell you, I watched this movie. Here's two people, not two people, but I watched this movie last night with my mother and my daughter. That doesn't happen much because of something happening in my life right now. I, I'm spending Saturday evenings at my mother's house and my daughter's spending the night there with me. So last week we watched Poltergeist 2 and 3, and pardon me, last week and last night we watched this movie. And I figured my mother wanted to watch it because it's from 61. She said she didn't remember it, and my daughter's always up for a movie. You know, like, okay. After half an hour, she was kind of bored, and she's like, how long is this movie? But the longer it went on, the more she got into it. Yeah. So, But she remarked about that butterfly thing. She's like, a spider's eating a butterfly? I said, well, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But she questioned. It was funny because she actually laughed at a couple of them. My mother, they both kind of laughed at a couple of scenes which were supposed to be scary. But whatever. Ultimately, by the time the end credits rolled, everybody was just kind of like, wow, okay, that was cool. This movie's creepy. This movie's genuinely scary and it's 55 years old. It yeah. still it still packs a scare. I hear you. I'll tell you, that scene in the hallway, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if it's the... Maybe it is. It's that long sequence with the children. It was when... Miles ended up being outside. That whole thing. Yeah. And she's walking in the hallway, and the way the candles are lit, and she's walking, and the laughing, and the music, and just the, the, the lighting. That whole sequence is probably the best part of the film. Uh, I was really intrigued at the way that, that whole thing was going. It was fucking spooky as shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What, what do you guys like? I know, I know they're fucking... <laughs> it's, there's, there's stuff in spoilers, I mean, but... I, I'll tell you what, if you guys haven't seen this movie, you should see it. Because admittedly, yeah. I don't watch a lot of old movies. You know what I mean? I, I just don't. And you know, it's, like what, it's like what my daughter said in the beginning. Why Why would you want to watch a movie that's black and white? I'm like, well, I go, you just might. It doesn't mean anything. You might like it because it's black and white. You know, and after a few minutes, I was like, maybe this would have been better in color because she's walking through the garden slowly and it looks like it's kind of like, you know, it looks really nice. I, I love it, it in black and white. It's so beautiful. It does end That's up. That's what I being say too. Beautiful. Yeah, great lighting. It does. Great lighting. Yeah, I, I was I was drawn in the minute that that she found out that Miles was coming home, and the fact that she thought like Flora was almost like clairvoyant, calling it. Miles is coming. Miles is coming. She knows like something's going on, and then she just wants to find out what what happened at school, and he's, he won't say. And oh, so good, so much suspense and tension. That was for, one weird thing I thought about how she kind of dismissed what happened at school. You know, like, Christian, you're, you're a parent. You know, I fucking, you can, you can relate. If, if, if someone said that one of your children was uh, suspended for 
for putting their hands on another child, I don't think that you would say, oh, there must be some mistake. I'll worry about it later. You know? Just... Well, I, I think that was for a, a plot device in the movie because, uh, yeah, again, then she goes and talks to them when, they, when it's bedtime and she casually, she brings it up because she's still getting to know them and she was won over by his charm. So I think she was just a little, you know, maybe taken aback by the reasoning. And I, I, Again, I, I bought it only because, yeah, you're right. Like I, I, if I was the, she's not the parent though. Remember, she's there sure. to look after them. And as a parent, you're right. I fly off the handle and go, "What the hell's going on?" But based <laughs> on on the scenario in the movie here, I buy it. I can allow it. And it's not like she let it go for days. It was literally hours later at night when she put them to sleep. Yeah, and it's not a huge passage of time in the film. And even when you do get the explanation of what happened at school, it's very um, cryptic. Yes, it is. It's very yes, cryptic, it and it you know based on the backstory that that is explored throughout the whole film with Miss Jezel and Quint. I don't think it's exactly what people would initially thought it was. Yeah, and I you know I'll, I'll mention that stuff in spoilers. I'm talking in it's, riddles a little bit, I guess. But <laughs> it's true. Did anybody think that uh, that Family Guy got that whole thing with Rupert from this movie? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Poor Rupert. Rupert. The- the, you know the tortoise? The tortoise? Well, the, yeah, in the movie, the tortoise is Rupert. Right. But when they're talking about Rupert, doesn't it remind you of that fucking, what's his name? Stewie's teddy bear is called Rupert, and he has that, that, that English accent. So. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> That's a, Maybe. Oh, I thought it right away, because I never hear the, the name Rupert. So to hear it in an English-type accent like the girl has in this movie, I, I immediately thought of Stewie. Oh, this is Rupert. I don't know. Okay. Who else is named fucking Rupert, you know? I just... Anyway, that's what I thought. I, I, I found some, some humor on that. I also found some humor... In, remember when they pick up... Uh, what's his name for the first time? Um, Miles. And then he's getting all smooth on her in the car. He goes, how does a woman like you... What the hell did he say to her? How are you um, single or something? What the hell was it? Doesn't he say she's much too pretty to be a governess or something? Yes, you're too pretty to be a governess. And then she tells him... You're too young to be, um, whatever, chivalrous or whatever the hell she said to him. Yeah. But the funny part is that right after she says that, she kind of laughs it off, but then she throws the flowers out the window that fucking the kid gave her. No, Flora Flora throws them out. What? Yeah, it's Flora who throws them out. Oh, I just saw the flowers flying. I didn't know that Flora threw them. Yeah, Flora threw them out, and then she's looking at the ground. Almost like she's she's jealous that, like, Miles' new girl in his life is the governess and not her. Oh, very. See, and that's why we do this show. And that's okay. why we keep. That's why we keep me around. <laughs> that, that's right. How about that Halloween three? One, one, one reason. <laughs> one, yeah, barely a reason. Hey, <laughs> it helps. Did you Who say this? A, did you say there's a Hall- Halloween three reference in this movie? Yes, that statue, the Halloween three statue. You know what I'm talking about, right? When you when they're looking at that statue and the fucking bug crawls out of its mouth. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. That was creepy. Like that, the, the yeah. Statue, the, the, like, hold, just holding hands like another statue was broken away from it. She's, yeah. She's, and she's in a beautiful garden. She just happens to be behind the the bush. I like being behind the bush. Yeah. yeah I know you do. I like being <laughs> mouth deep in the bush. Yeah. Yeah. There's two balls. The, um, the, the way that they did the way that they did the ghosts so matter-of-factly like they weren't even ghosts. 
Like it literally, it, it, that was scary. Like it was just a guy up in that tower, or I got yeah. the tower, but you know what I mean. Up just looking above the, the woman just across in the field. You know, she seemed like her like descent in the bad. No, again, we're gonna be all talking to riddles. I think until we can actually feel free to talk in in, in spoilers. Yeah, like, well, she like, even says she says they're still alive at one yeah. point. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And Miles is just up there playing with his pet pigeons. Yeah. Miles, you have a pigeon <laughs> on your head. Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I love that. On his head. <laughs> I can't believe they had a kid do that in a movie. I mean, I just, wow. I mean, they have a pigeon on your head? Miles should have gotten an Oscar just for having a pigeon on his head. <laughs> <laughs> How do you trust it not to shit all over you? Oh, man. It was so it's good. It's a That's pigeon. Like- the one thing, the one thing I'll say that I, I guess we could leave to spoilers, but I, I think is there's no overall resolution to this movie, is there? No, it's sort yeah. of interpreted how you want to. Yeah, you know, as a governess, I mean, I know her main job is to take care of the children, but it seems like Mrs. Gross and just the rest of the staff of the house pretty much do everything. Yeah, they, it's like they've got it under control. She's just there to like, it's almost like a dentist. Yeah, she's just like walking around the house. <laughs> well, like, when you go to a dentist, you see the dental hygienist. They're the ones like poke, prod, clean your teeth, give you the fluoride, shiny up, and then the dentist comes and goes, yeah, it's looking all good. See you later. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> that's why I go. I, I, do. I don't know how I drew that analogy, but that's how I looked at her. Like she literally just, like they have it under control. And there's like a, a handful of them, right? Like at least two. Yeah, there's Miss Gross, there's yeah. Anna, there's... The cook. It's a bunch of them. <laughs> they're fine. Yeah, they don't need her. Maybe she, they're not as hot. Maybe that's what boys boy yeah. <laughs> And not as young, and they need someone to talk him in at night and and play with them. You know, because most of the time they don't. The other, the other, the servants they don't play with the children. They tend to them, but they don't play. Miss Gross they, they, would play with the kids a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember what she was playing. I don't know. I just, oh. it just, I, I get the, it's funny, the whole Dennis thing, because you are kind of right. You know? Dave, I did have a note saying that um, Kerr was older than the character in the book was. So it must have just been a casting choice to bring okay. to bring her, uh, just to go back to that. But I guess the initial character was a younger or supposed to be so. The, although they say, uh, like you know, she's youthful looking. She's definitely older than what the character in the book would be. Yeah. Well, she's you know she was thirty nine forty when they shot it. Thirty nine probably when they shot it. So I'm assuming that they were probably going for late twenties or something for her in the in the <laughs> movie. They always yeah, do that in the old movies. You'll see somebody. You'll see a guy who says, "Oh yeah, I'm twenty eight years old," and they look. You could tell they're like forty seven. <laughs> right. Yeah, it happens a lot. I'll tell you one thing else I liked. The way that one scene did happen, when they showed the guy in the tower, the, the whole thing with, you know, Miles and the birds on his head, when she mm-hmm. first see the way everything, the birds all of a sudden stopped chirping, 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 and the girl, uh, what's her name, Flora was outside singing, and it stopped, and it yeah. just kind of got dark. That was cool. They, they set that up perfectly. You just... All of a sudden, it's like impending doom. Boom! She looks up, and dreadful things are happening. She sees this, you know, figure rising up there. I was like, that—that that was well done. There was a lot of stuff that was just well done, as far as. Do you, you know, think? Do you think? Oh, go ahead, Christian. No, I, I, it's funny that you started with "Do you think?" Because I was going to say the same thing. Go ahead, Brandon. You shoot your idea up first, and then I'll, I'll I was, follow up. I was going to say, do you think that uh, Deborah Kerr's character, Miss Giddens, needed 
a little bit more backstory on her to maybe draw a little bit more conclusion in the end. I mean, it certainly would have helped, but the fact that we know we know so little about her is what makes it so mysterious in the end. I'm fine with it the way I'm it is. Fi- I'm, fine it I'm fine with it, too. I'm fine with it, It gets too cliche. It gets too cliche. It's like that shit, and I hate to say it, because I love the movie, but I watch it not too long, and I do rate it high. But that thing at Hostel, how they had to throw in that little bit about, I saw a girl drown when I was a kid, and I didn't save her in time. And then at the end, he, you know, he has that the character arc where he saves the Asian girl. That's what I got out of it. And it was unnecessary. I don't need that 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 stuff in my stories. Maybe some people love it. I, I don't need that, where you see something placed and you know it's going to come back later for a reason. Why can't we just accept movies for what they are without having to have backstory and reason? Well, you know, in, this, real life, in this case, we did. I know, and I'm not complaining about it. That's what I'm saying. But it seems yeah. like a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Yep. They need that in their film. And it's going to come again when we do our second movie. I'm going to bring that point up again because I can see the same type of comparison. I don't need everything to be... And I don't mean to even say spoon fed because that doesn't. It sounds insulting. I don't need it. I'm not trying to insult anything. I yeah. just think that I don't need all that stuff. It's just you're watching a film. I don't need to know everything about the character unless it's it's really important or it's going to be an amazing revelation. But I don't know. Yeah, I was fine. I, I, I just feel like after watching this movie and letting it sit for a while, you know, this movie is really Miss Giddens movie. This is really about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I this, still don't this, know this, exactly this. what happened, but yeah. Exactly. Well, that, that's yeah, why I just that, put that up there. But that's okay. And I, I, I was just going to ask, because you're, you're drawing a lot um, a lot more. I was going for a more simplistic. Do you think this would have benefited? Well, A, okay, so once, once again, I'm in my family room, and I'm watching it on mute in behind. I'm at the scene. The woman just went through the hallway again. It's creepy even on mute. And I'll get back to that, because that's what my point was about. But now I'm at the scene where Miles is choking her. It's a really freaky kind of scene, and it only stops because Flora comes in. Says, yes. Oh, man. Yes, but it makes sense. It, it, it ties together so well because I was very confused by that scene. And then by the end of the movie, I didn't actually understand it by the end of the movie. It was actually not until today when I was looking up some stuff, and I was just like, oh, now it makes sense. You know, I kind of had to think about it, but it all made, made perfect sense to me. And I could almost... I feel like the more we talk about it, the more I think about it, I can almost draw like a conclusion that that makes sense for me. But I love the fact that it's still a little bit open for interpretation. And that scene is very good with Miles. <laughs> it's funny because he's like got her in a headlock. Her, he, she, he, she, right, but what what they say? He, she's like, stop doing it. And then she goes, I mean it. And then he says, Do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a JP thing. <laughs> JP does that. This is a great right. movie. Is it, though? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is a shit. That whole hide-and-seek part, that's where a lot of the scares happen. Like, you yeah, have that man. whole thing, the woman going there, then the Miles thing, and then she goes down and hides behind the curtain, and that's where the guy appears in the window, which was the scene that stuck with me as a kid that scared the absolute bejesus out of me. And, oh, man. And it's Flora, done... Flora with, humming the song. Flora humming the whole movie, oh. that song. Creepy. Oh, the fact... The, the, the very first... Very one of the first few scenes when she's walking up to the house and she hears someone calling for Flora and we oh. never find out who it was. Right. Yeah, that is creepy. And that's and another th- thing that makes it so perfect for open yeah. interpretation because... Well, yeah, that's where I say, and again, maybe we'll just have to wait till the spoilers to get into it because the theories will get into a lot of things that 
uh, I think could be considered spoiler. Yeah, we're just jumping around talking about random wanna, scenes that are good. But... That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You guys want to give one uh, a head rating? Yeah. All right. Go uh, for it, man. Although dated, uh, this movie still holds up, I think, quite well. I found it, again, that nostalgia factor kicked back in. So uh, I'll give it a full head explosion. Nice. Yeah, I uh, first time watch for me, when I opened the DVD, I saw it had a sticker on it saying... Uh, Redeem this coupon expires December two thousand five. So that's how long I, that's how long I owned the film and never watched it. And wow. shame on me because yeah, full head explosion. Um, great film, love it. Great atmosphere. Nice. Wow, <laughs> I'm full head explosion too. Wow. Nice. 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 So cool. Wow. And, you know what? There's a reason something. why it's always ranked as you know one of the greatest you know horror oh, yeah? ghost films, haunted films. Uh, no, it's funny that you say that because yeah, I, 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 I just it's one of those ones. I, my th- whole thing came from my dad just having it on, yeah, and it being on TV, and it just stuck with me. And again, I didn't check it out probably until my my late teens when I was trying to remember, and I was asking my dad, and he remembered. This was before I had to try to work on internet movie database before that was even an, a thing because there's no internet when I was at that or no internet that was widely used. I should I guess rephrase. Yeah, you, you had to go to that big book. Yeah, to go. Well, I had to go to my my dad and say, "What was that movie that I was that scared the shit out of me when I was sitting on the couch?" And he remembered. He's like, "It was The Innocence," and I'm like, "Okay, nice. perfect." Nice so. man. That's cool. Brandon, I think it's better off that you waited until now to watch it. If you would have watched it in 2005, you may not have appreciated it as much. Yeah, maybe I not. I know how I was 10 years ago with my with my viewing. Some movies now that I absolutely love 10 years ago, I may not have. I'm a much more patient viewer now. And yeah. this movie, you're better off, even though you have to pay attention. Okay, let me just say, five, four, three, two, one. spoilers. Okay, <laughs> but you have to really pay attention in the beginning because I had to rewind it a couple times because my mother or my or my my daughter would start talking out of nowhere, and I'm not an uptight person like that. But it's they were talking really fast. Remember how in the old movies how fast they talk and you can't. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell did they have? Did they just say the guy was especially the uncle in the beginning? Was, blah, 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 and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm I'm missing. So two or three times I went ahead to go back two minutes prior and really pay attention to all the dialogue, or you miss out on shit. So. That's what I did in this movie. I had to. I had to pay attention. And in years ago, I may not have been as patient into the dialogue, but I, I want. I didn't want to miss anything, and I'm glad I didn't. You know, I just... so, so I guess the obvious question would be, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think the children were possessed, or do you think uh, Miss Giddens was sort of having a, a mental breakdown? Absolutely possessed. Yeah, and I the. I th- they played with the mental breakdown, uh, breakdown quite a bit throughout the movie, but she instantly gets to that area and hears someone calling out for Flora. So unless she was already like, unless you're supposed to be under the impression she's broken from the get go, and why would she hear someone calling up for that girl's name like right you, away? You know what? You know what's crazy? I I'm absolutely the opposite. I absolutely of think that she's are. she's mentally unstable. Because all, all the all the children's behavior is justified. There were other people in the house. It could have just have easily been someone else calling Flora's name. Dude, you think somebody acts like Miles, a child? That person is one hundred percent. The reason has why full grown man inside of him. The reason why Miles. <laughs> no. That's why Brandon could relate. Oh, oh. 
That's why this guy got a full head explosion. This is a full grown man inside a child. <laughs> oh, hey, that's all you, man. Good one. No, listen. Okay, so so obviously, well, I don't. I'm not gonna say that, but uh, Quint and Miss Jezel had a very aggressive, angry relationship that was almost like a dom submission type relationship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they left the doors open. So that's why Miles acts this way. He worshipped Quint. Quint was the only man in his life. He saw Quint as a father figure. And so he sees this. That's why he's choking her and, and saying, is it, do, does it, is it bothering you? Because that's probably the type of foreplay that he was witnessing Quint and Miss Jezel engaging in. You know, there's two ways to take them, but why? Okay, then why the fuck did he happen at the end then? If there's nothing supernatural going on here, why would that kid drop the way he did at the end of the film? There's there's no way to explain that. He was frightened. She scared him. She scared uh, Flora into having a breakdown, and then she scared Miles so bad. (laughs) To death. (laughs) Fucking Flora. Oh, my God. (laughs) That screaming was ridiculous. Oh, my God. She sounded like... She sounded like a chimpanzee. <laughs> it was great. Oh. It's not meant to be funny, but it was unsettling because it was so long. Like right. you know, when you know when you're watching a movie and there's a scream, you're like, okay, but but the screaming just keeps going and going and going. You're like, holy shit! I put the volume down because I'm like, the kids are gonna because that's typically when the kids come running in and going, what what are you watching, Dad? <laughs> Right, right. I, I just want to enjoy the movie. The kids are firing against her because they're whispering to each other. Children do that. Yeah. The fact, yeah. I, I just, I mean, look, it, it, it can be. Like, I could just as easily agree with you and say, yeah, they were possessed. I mean, we, we clearly see the spirits, but we only ever see them from Miss Giddens' perspective. Yeah, but what, what about the kids laughing at her in that one scene? Uh, it's they like it's being puppeteered or something like that. Like, uh, what, right. when they're in the, the greenhouse like, or whatever it was, and, and he's in the window, and he's, like, right behind, and he's laughing, and he's... Uh, now, again, it could be her disillusion. You're right. You could view this two ways. But, exactly. uh, yeah. And there's no clear that's, answer because the, the movie doesn't even, give you a re- yeah. uh, resolution. Even where the okay. scene where Flora's looking out into the into the field and, you know, she's, like, almost shaking her. Like, you see her, right? You see her. And she's – her her fear in terms of saying, no, I don't see it. You're scaring me before she has her breakdown and goes all chimp is genuine. Seems genuine anyway. That's why I interpreted it as this, that, that's why I asked earlier about wanting to know more about Deborah Kerr's character. Okay. You know, but the fact yeah. that you don't is what makes it great because now we can – we can argue it both ways. We can. I can accept it both ways. <laughs> what about Miles? Which you usually speech? do. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what about know. Miles' speech? Come on, dude. Yeah, he's doing it right that now with the candle. He fucking red. That oh, he's like, dude, talking about his lord. Yeah. Oh, that dude. No kid does that unless something's fucking going on. That's just it. It's just too. It's too much to just be in her head, and that's a coincidence that they talked and act that way. It's just, I don't know. Well, and I think they, they show. Other people reacting to it too. Or it, yeah, it well, that's one. the thing. They show if they didn't show Mrs. Gross reacting to it as right. they're playing a game. Let's let's not forget these. They're obviously these kids are extremely privileged and high class, so they're very well educated. Yeah, so I, the, I get the that. fact that he's reciting a poem like that. Look, I can't recite a poem like that at at thirty six years old now. <laughs> let alone when I'm right. ten years old or however old he is, but. I, ex- I almost just bought it like he's just reciting a poem. What else do you do back then? You play dress up and recite poems. 
Well, I, I won't take umbrage with it, what you're saying, because the way you said it at first, you were like 100% absolutely breakdown. Oh, then no, because I like the way you said right. I'm oh, absolutely possessed, and I'm like, absolutely okay. mental break. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but I, I like both. I like both. I really do. I, I like. I, I agree with you. I like both, too, so I'll drop the uh, whole argument I, I about it. I'm not sure. The one thing that I was a little bit thrown off by and this could actually play more towards my theory of her just being a little bit more mentally broken and because of the fact that she kind of um kind of was weirded out by miles kissing her on the mouth earlier in the film is why she plants a kiss on him at the end after he dies very bizarre yeah, i know it was very, very bizarre yeah, very weird to, for the time it was to... weird <laughs> it made sense though for that movie like the whole ending was bizarre it just but i i liked it for it and they do play both angles. They really do play both angles. Like they're being puppeteered by these sort of ghosts or yeah. spirits. And or though that she's the only one that saw it and it was her mental anguish and her repressed like nature or whatnot. I, I again Exactly. I, I, she could be mentally broken and now this repressed desire to kiss Miles just comes to her. Or it could be she's possessed by Miss Giselle. Giselle what is it? Gizzle. Just, just. <laughs> what is it? It's Galileo Jizzle. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Christian said Giselle, Miss Jazzle, Jazzle. Now it's coming back on you because you made fun of him for for I Galileo. <laughs> See what happens? Jizzle, Jizzle, whatever. She's possessed means. by her, and she's kissing Quint goodbye. Oh, now you're going to a whole other place. I'm going I'm, everywhere. That's and the alarm we went do. off. So I know the alarm went off. You're right. We gotta, Let me I, just say one thing. Yeah, say it. What about that Jello pig? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that thing? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Did you ever see a, a pig shape? I mean, have you ever seen something like that, though? Uh, an animal shaped like Jello? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Okay. I, I had I had to bring that up. I, I, I like I just, Jello I got, pig. I got a kick out of the Jello That's pig. That's actually the one. name of the score for the movie. Galileo Jello Pig. Jello Pig. Christian, you're a Jello Pig. Hey, there's always room for a Jello Pig. Do me a favor and go fuck yourselves. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. We should rate that shit. Oh man, wow! Does anybody want to add something? I think the ending is 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 excellent. Uh, I'll always remember this because of the ending being so cool and bizarre and fucked up. Uh, for 1961, uh, unbelievable. And that dream she has—that's uh, something that you see in movies nowadays. It's just trippy. Yeah. It's just artsy. It's just—it's just cool shit that I was not expecting to see when I sat down to watch this movie. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, I really like it. I'll tell, I'll tell I'm, 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 I'm flapping my gums. I'm giving this a nine out of ten. You're flapping your guns, gums. Right, I'll, <laughs> right, I'll, I'll flap my gums next and just say I, I agree with you, Dave. And I also gave it a nine out of ten. And that may, nice. it doesn't make the Hall of Fame, boys, but it comes damn close because I gave it a nine out of ten as well. Nice, nice. Solid twenty-seven well, inches. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, good on you, Christian, for bringing this to the table because he he picked both of these movies. I know? recommended it. He picked it. 
Yeah, well, he picked it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I... He hey, needs his credit. <laughs> he needs his credit. <laughs> I need something. You can have all the credit in the world on episode 26 when you get to pick. When you get to pick, fuck it, pick to get and hanging. <laughs> I was just about to say, pick to get hanging. <laughs> Whatever else is gonna match up with it, in your opinion. No, so I'm not you get picnic. You can pick whatever you want. You get your shot, man. Christian got this, and he picked. Uh, I'm, I'm glad he made this pick at least. Well, of course, the next movie I was watching it anyway when the recommendation came up. So I was like, yeah. okay. You know what, though, it was <laughs> nice. it was a good point because I wanted. I told you I wanted to check the next movie out at uh, TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival. For those of you not in the know, and it, it, that was just in September. I had no clue. I just assumed we'd see February released before we saw this release. I guess Netflix made a deal for it at that at TIFF, and here we are. It was released released right to Netflix, and here we are watching it a month and change later. And yeah. and I'm glad to say it because, uh, well, we'll get to it. I don't want to blow my load yeah. quite yet. Yeah, still a little early. Okay. Um, one thing I want to say. I thought it was funny that suddenly she knows they're possessed, and let's let's talk about a priest. That was for 1961. That's just uh, out of control. You, you never would have saw that. And I was, that 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 shocked me. And um, the snapped the fucking bird with a snapped neck was just fucking under the pillow. Oh, oh he's was, keeping like, he's keeping him warm under the pillow for the bird fairy. <laughs> Dude, it was creepy, and the way it looked, it looked genuine. I was like, what the fuck? Do I got a shilling? I want a shilling for this bird. Did you know that that was, that was actually the bird that was on his head? Get the fuck out of here. Yes, it was. I recognized it. That bird had a... <laughs> you recognized it. you stop? They had a bunch of pigeons there. That was the one that was on his head. That was the one that was on his head. I recognized it. shit on his head, right? <laughs> what the fuck? And one more thing for fun. Uh, like I said, I was watching this with, with uh, two, you know, it's so weird. My my mother and my daughter, the three of us never watch a movie together. And we watched this movie, just the three of us. And uh, when when the guy's face comes up to the window, the ghost of Quint, my daughter, my daughter said it looked like Prince. She kept calling him Prince the rest of the movie. She's like, oh, look, it's Prince. Back from the dead, she was saying. Well, it's funny because when he came up to the window, the first thing he said was, dearly beloved. <laughs> He was, oh. talking to Miss, he was talking to Miss Jizzle. <laughs> and you cursed somebody, by the way. You know how we talk about the curse of exploding heads? Oh, you know how I've cursed uh, people? Yes, yes. I forgot to mention this. Did you hear about this, uh, Christian? No. Dude, yes. We were on that show, that, that, that 1996 show with 22 shots, and Brandon brought up out of nowhere Alexis Arquette. And then Alexis Arquette was dead less than a week later or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, my like, Lord. Always yeah. killing people. Always killing people. I know. We're killing people good. one by one. No, it's not good. So let's just – but I wanted to bring it up, and it was the right moment. I thought about Prince, and, you know, I was like, yeah, I've been meaning to bring that up on the show. So anyway, we better get on to our next movie here. All right. Let's go. You IMDb. IMDb. <laughs> IMDb. I watch lots of movies about ghosts. Buzz. I, I gotta admit, I love this title. I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. 2016, directed by Oz Perkins. A young nurse takes care of an elderly author who lives in a haunted house. Okay. Little shout out to Anthony Perkins at the beginning. Right, for the old house he said. Yeah. Right? AP. AP. I was gonna ask you guys if you thought that that's what um 
DP was in, insinuating or referring to. Pardon me. So we're in agreement on that. And so I'm going to say something. Yeah, you go. You blow it. Go right ahead. I'm not going to blow anything. This has nothing to do with the movie itself or any observation about the movie. I'm making a bold prediction that one person, well, obviously not me because it's not a prediction, but I'm going to say that one person here is not going to be a big fan of this movie, and it's going to be surprising that they're not because we all really enjoyed February, Black Coat's daughter. I hope... We'll see if I'm right. I have a feeling that one of us here is not going to like it, and I don't know why. I just have had that feeling as I watched it. But let's proceed. Let's talk about the pretty thing that you're looking at. <laughs> well, first of all, the way this, the way it's shot is so much like February with, you know, staring into a lot of darkness. I love the yeah. way this film is shot. It was. It's very much like February. I do find it lingers a little bit. Like those first couple opening shots are almost – energy draining though okay well this is a style but i'm like oh oh this is not off to a good start in my opinion oh i love that oh. I, I love the opening monologue i did too i mean i rewound it and put on the subtitles but i was so into it but not even just so much for the words but the way the voice sounded that trippy effect that was used on it was just stellar i mean it's probably just some simple thing i but i have not seen it used in another movie. I just love the way her voice sounded, th- that distorted way. Yeah, I and love the way they dude, distorted the ghost, too. That, too. And with with like plexi, plexiglass and uh, all these sort of filmmaking I, techniques. I like that, but that, that was the shot that went on. I was like, oh, this is... It did go on. I'll give you that. Yeah. It just, it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got you a good know, style. He does definitely has a good style. I love the way he frames people in door frames. Uh, they, 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 yeah, linger and look at things for. Yeah, you look around and you time. swear you see things. Like I don't because, know, I was like convinced, like I was seeing things, and there was actually like nothing being seen. It's that uncomfortable, that tense and creepy for me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, and, and yeah, I, I don't want to, because if I, I say the next sentence that I was going to say, it'll ruin my. Uh, sort of where I'm going to go with the review. It was good. It's funny that this I think movie... Dave already said where you're going to go with your review. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I was right. Isn't that it's, something it, if I would be? It's a well-made film, but I feel it, it lingers on things and drags things out when it doesn't need to be. And it may, and I could be wrong in this description, may try to be overly confusing through the style of how he wants to present the film when it's really a pretty straightforward film. And I could be wrong here again. But I found that this is actually more straightforward than February was. I agree 100%. And I thought this was a very simple story. In fact, I think this film is more style over substance. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, so I'm not alone with that. I was like a little worried that maybe I missed something here. Because when the movie's done, the movie actually plays out very similar to... Okay, this would be like when M. Night was doing Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, like his way of telling that type of story. This is Osgood Mm -hmm. Perkins' way of telling a ghost story, meaning that the outcome really is very straightforward that a ghost story would be told and and how it plays out. However, it's the way that he presents the story to you that is different. So it's like, that's a very long-winded way to say it's style over substance. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. But, okay, so did they ever make mention of when this takes place? Because obviously it's like the 80s. Yeah, it's, I think it's probably like the late 80s. Because she does reference Clue. 
at one yeah, point. Yeah, I say, I say, I say the, the mid-80s. Yeah, mid to late 80s, yeah. Yeah, I said the mid 80s, and I liked it. And I liked it for it. And of course, there are the, the many reasons why with the telephone and with the TV, and, you know, just yeah. as it went on, it was great. And of course, she has the Grateful Dead shirt on, which is timeless, but it was very deliberately done. And I love Osgood Perkins even more now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just for something that simple. This dude, obviously, this he does trippy work. Psychedelics definitely affect his eye. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I completely dig it. I, I love the style. I feel like with this guy, this is what Rob Zombie wishes he could be because they both have a good visual style. But Rob Zombie doesn't have two movies like like February and and, and like this one mm. where I, I don't Lord of Salem comes yeah. close. Lord of Salem I'm, would be the only one that I would... I would say his other ones are too visceral yes. and too fast-paced, and and I, yeah. yeah, I don't think he, he he his subtlety came through more, a little bit more in Lords of Salem. Lords was the one. Like I was hoping he was going to continue on in that direction. That's what made Thirty One such a disappointment. Back to that, but it was like, you know, I think that he wants to go on to something else, and he they they both have artistic flair behind the camera. They have something going there with the music. They both know how to use their music. Oh, the music was the music was great in this. Yeah. Just like it was in February. And you guys know yeah. this is his brother. This is another Perkins doing this. And this is this is something new for him that he doesn't hasn't done film scores before. He's helping yeah. his brother make up make films. Yeah, he had an interview on, on Shockwaves about this, about both movies. Um a couple of weeks ago, Osgood Perkins. And I recommend checking that, that out. Yeah, we, yeah, he was talking about that. This movie you almost feel like it's trying to play out like, is this a ghost movie? Is this a psychological film? That's all like, but it really, at the end, it's not like they, I think they pretty much explain it. And I think they do too. So yeah. I'm glad they did. This one, yeah. well, no, this one doesn't leave it like up in the air, like for interpretation. It, it's, it's pretty much explained um, yeah. out. And that's why I'm saying I, I find that it's very leisurely paced and did it need to be as leisurely placed? I'm not saying it destroyed the movie by any means. Um, just so you, you you know, and whether this is a spoiler, I enjoyed this movie. I'm just saying that it was, I just found it frustrating because I'm like, oh, this could have been sped up a little bit just to, to get to where it needed to go a little bit faster. But it does play with creepiness and the creepiness plays out very similar to the innocence. Like yeah. the, the, the way the shots are done with, floating by and whatnot this one's more special effects oriented but still subtle subtly done uh whereas the innocence i think we're all practical in the sense of like it was literally camera tricks done on the set at the time like when the guy comes down to the window it wasn't like superimposed in he literally yeah. the, the way they did it was just you know tricks of the trade at the time in camera effects done right there on the set this is like special effects but still, not blown an overblown Hollywood production style. Very, very, very uh, subtly done. I thought Ruth Wilson was great. I love her. I really do. That's the old woman. No, that's um. Oh, that's our lead. That, that's, that's our um, lead. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, Lil- Lily. 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 Yeah. yeah. She's. I mean, she's very big right now. She's a. She's. She's a well-known A-list actress. Is she and, really? Yeah, she's on. Um, a show called The Affair. I, I actually don't watch it, but if if you have a chance to, my wife loves sh- it. There's a show called it. Luther. There was a show called Luther with Id- Idris Elba. She was on that show, and her character mm-hmm. in that 
Elba? Jessica Elba? Idris Elba. Oh, I got excited, because if you were going to say this chick and Jessica Elba were on it, I was going to watch it. But No, but her character in Luther, mm-hmm. amazing. Really? Alice, Alice. Check out Alice. She did good, man. She did good, and she's, she's relatable. Great. She's great. You know, she she kind of reminded me in the beginning a little bit of uh, of Angela Bettis and May. Oh, a little bit. Okay. Not not complete, just her personality a little bit. Not awkward, just, I don't know. And, of course, she had to do that because the type of movie it is. Yeah. But the kind of thing she would say to herself a few times and things like that, and especially when she had the glasses on when she was on the phone with her friend, a, a little bit like me, but not as, not as, um, not awkward, you know, not like socially awkward the way May was, but... No, I just I love know. it because they kind of give you so much at the beginning just with the monologue, you know, it's just... Oh, dude, yeah. You know, they kind of give you everything you need to know that she's going into this this house of death. I mean... Even if you wanted to argue the ghost aspect of the story, which you really can't, it's there. Um, just the idea that she's a hospice nurse, you know, obviously she's she's basically just caring for this person until this person dies, <laughs> providing providing comfort. So it, it is a house of death in that sense as well. So it's she's kind of rotting away. Rotting, that's the word. Rot. Yeah. This is how you rot. She, yeah, she's oh, kind of rotting away from the minute she gets into that house because it's just a, it's a house of death. And well, she straight up tells you she's dead in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Within which which year. is yeah. actually cool, which is actually cool because that, that yes. line was very creepy. Three yeah. days ago, I turned 28. I will never turn 29. Yeah, I was yeah like, oh, man. Fuck. That's scary. <laughs> and and I, it's great. And I love how he... I mean, we're going right from the beginning to the end with the, with the, what she says, but I like how she says uh, similar things about how fall will never come. I felt like fall would never come. Yeah. And didn't. Yeah. Oh, that, that's cryptic. That's good shit. And, you know, this movie, here's what's perfect about this movie. The way things are interwoven with intent. Like, it's about a writer, right? Yeah. It, it, it's about this author, this woman that wrote all these books, and the one book in particular, The Lady in the Walls. That's what it's called, right? Yes. Yeah, the lady in the walls. That in particular. So we're hearing her narration, or it's probably the wrong word, but her her words from the book, you know. And as a result of that, that is why Lily is narrating this way throughout the film, and that's why we see Polly, the character slash ghost, doing it later. Yes. You know, and that it's done intentionally, and I like that. Like in a regular movie, it wouldn't work. And that's when I, when I was first watching, I was thinking like what Christian said. In the beginning, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy artsy. Yeah, the last movie was artsy and everything else, but this might be off hook. It might be too much, I was thinking. And I had to rewind and, and put on the subs and see what this is. But upon second watch, even by the time I finished the first watch, but the second confirmed it. The, it was being narrated that way for a reason. It was almost like we're reading a book. You know, I, at first I thought it was kind of like they were trying to be poetic with it. But... I think the whole motif of the movie is that this, you know, what's the old lady's name? She's an author. Iris uh, Blum. Iris Blum. And therefore, it's almost like reading this girl's, Lily's, uh, if she could write. Yeah. You know, and she wanted to leave the, 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 the house to a writer. And maybe I'm looking too deeply into it, but these are just, No, no, it's, it's, that's perfect, because it's like, Iris, at one point when we were seeing the flashback of Iris, you know, writing the story, she's writing the story of Polly narrating what Polly has told her. Polly's narrating what she went through, and then Lily is narrating what she's going through. I love the story. And I, I, I guess it is slow, 
But I, I found that I have just have an affinity for that now. And as long as I'm comfortable with what's going on and I, I like what I see visually and the story is unfolding in, in a leisurely enough pace for me to keep me interested, I, I have no complaints. I can understand why people would complain. Some people say it's too slow. I can see that. As I'm watching it, the thought never occurs to me, though. I that's look, me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, and I also felt like it wasn't, even though I get the pacing feels slow, but that, that just adds to like the haunting, creepy atmosphere of it. Yeah, and, man. And, and the tone of it. it. It almost feels like, even the same thing with February, it feels like he's yeah. like, telling these stories in slow motion. Like I almost feel like I'm not awake while I'm watching it. Like I'm, I'm, It's frightening got a very uneasy feeling watching this film i, I not yeah. as much as february but it's there not not as much i yeah. i'm i but might be with you with that not as much as february and, but and, 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 I agree. And, but you're right and it, it's there like it's a thumbprint it's almost yeah. like if again uh, she's talking on the phone here the phone just got yanked out of her her uh, hands and the that way that great. he's framed the frame some of the scenes here are, are fantastic what do you think the symbolism is because i i don't i don't know i'm asking about the chairs upside down. I mean, I know they're being hung up. I knew up. you were going to say that. Yeah. I knew when, when well, you said the symbol, it. first of all, I was yeah. going to ask you, because the first time I saw it, I thought that that chair, I thought, I'm like, this is going to be an amazing film that I've never seen before. Because I, I said, I think, I'm like, a movie's never done this. I thought that subtly, they were, it was like a paranormal, like, we were poltergeist or ghosts in the house, and that chair was hanging upside down because it just happened that moment when she was on the phone, and maybe I wasn't paying attention because of my, you know, my ADHD, and then maybe she turned around, and the chair was upside down. So I'm sitting there, like, almost on the edge of my seat saying, well, what the fuck's going to happen here? And then nothing becomes of it. Then the next day she's on the phone again, and you can see the strings, and it's hanging there for a reason. So... I was going to ask you guys what you thought. Did that? Did you have that effect that I had? Did you think that it went there by itself the first time you saw it or no? Uh, there was one scene, and again, I, I wasn't sure if I wasn't paying attention because that chair's upside down. What's going on? But then I'm like, oh, no, it's it's on the wall. But then it was just the way that they, it was framed in a bunch of shots where you see a couple of different chairs hmm. on the wall there. And I was just like, what's the symbolism of that? I, I, I don't know. Space. I think it's no symbolism. I just think it's some people do that for space and they take it down. Yeah. The well, remember That's what the, I, the house was, I hate the to house answer a question built. with a question. The house was built in <laughs> the house was built in 1812. Don't forget. So it's yes, an it old was. style. The, you know, the chair's kind of hanging up on the pegs. It, it, it's a great shot. I noticed it immediately. I was like, very like, Ooh, what is that? What's going on here? But so you uh, thought I, maybe like what I thought, like there was a ghost doing that. I I actually didn't think anything ghostly was going to come of it. Okay. I thought if anything, I'm the only guy. It, it, I thought if anything, it would just be maybe slightly symbolic of you know her world being turned upside down. But it's I I wouldn't even go that far because yeah, I just wouldn't. I don't know. So I think I think it's just a mess with you. I mean, or, it's just or a maybe mess. Yeah. maybe just symbolism that there there is something otherworldly or opposite, which would yeah. be like you know like the netherworld or whatnot. Uh, just like the carpet flip over, they go back to that a couple times as well. Uh, it does pay yeah. off in a way, though. Yeah, it does pay off in not the actual part of the carpet that was flipped, but that carpet in general. It there is some symbolism there, you know. I yeah. guess we'll get to it in spoilers if you don't know yeah. what I mean. But <laughs> no, no, I know because yeah. I was yeah. looking for it this time. I was thinking the second time that something was going to happen on that top of the rug, and I just missed it the first time because I was too busy looking at something else, you know? But it didn't. then I watched it, I'm like, oh, no, that, that, that part of the rug, nothing came into play. But that rug, does. there is something going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's important. 
I don't know. And the I symbolism of the black mold. Black mold. She always she's worried about black mold. There's that vision with it, which is really haunting, and it, it definitely oh, with her arms when they're yeah. all like boiled yeah. over and oh. Oh. yeah. It's the I like the idea of the black mold, and again, that just that, that's a pretty a little bit more straightforward. But um, there's yeah, this one is it's good because I thought there I thought the movie was maybe because I saw February first. I thought this movie was going to go for more of a mind fuck, and I'm not saying it's not, but I meant like they were really going to play with is it all in her head? Is it not all in her head? And it's and it's not about that really at all. And that's the thing that threw me off. I was expecting it to be like. Maybe more like how we were just describing the innocence. Mm-hmm. Well, with so. the way it ended, you 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 were hoping it was going to be more ambiguous. Well, no, no I think that was the, was that was the out? I think that was the what the expectation of the movie I was going into because of what okay. I got out of February and how February was presented to us and whatnot. And this one is very, like I said, we we had those long shots and very leisurely, and there's some haunting mm-hmm. imagery. But once again, and again, I'm sounding like a broken record here. It it's a very straightforward film. So the way the story is told plays out quite well. I'm not saying it's bad for that reason. I'm just saying I think I was bamboozled into thinking that this was going to be a little bit more of a puzzle to figure out. You know, I'm not sure what I thought, but I thought, um, you know, just the fact with, with all the monologue going on, especially, you know, at the beginning saying that, you know, ghosts have no ties to, to, to the house that they die in, they can go at any time. I thought that was very clever and unique. Usually, it's you know the spirit can't escape, oh, and, they, yes. and then they and then they get into the whole talk of uh, of of the body, you know, oh. body versus soul, and all that, and uh, and and trying to see the last moments of your life, but you can't because you know it's like looking through a, uh, a soaked uh, window. Window, yeah, man, uh, that was it, good shit. It, it it was very poetic. It was, and I dig it for it. Most of it worked, and like I said, I, I could... Oh, Dave, you broke up there. It's a novel. You sound like you got a computer cock in your mouth. <laughs> 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 the last sentence you said well, you bro- kept... totally broke up. Sorry. No, it's okay. You guys kept breaking up, so I knew I was in trouble when nobody was responding. Because <laughs> usually if one person breaks up and the other person doesn't say anything, then you're the guy that has the issue. You know? Hey, what was my last thought? What was the know, last... We... Just repeat it, just without the penis in your mouth this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I could see some people may may have complained about it being trying being too artsy with the 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 way they spoke and how it was poetic and it wasn't their cup of tea. But like I said, I think it makes sense because of the whole the woman is a is a writer and we're it's just it's the motif of the movie. It's okay yeah. that they talk that way in this movie. If 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 there wasn't any of that. I could see uh, a reason to gripe, but I think that that was done intentionally. It's just the kind of movie it is where people speak that way because when you read descriptive things in the book, and when you did see parts from that book, Polly something came into this world the way she went out of it. And that whole thing, So it's like you're reading a book when you hear them narrate. And it's about books, so I think it fits that way. you know. And all I was expecting when I sat down to watch this movie I was just hoping that it was going to be visually looked as good as February, and it was going to have you know atmosphere like February did. Oh, visually and atmosphere, this movie is a ten. It did have that absolutely, just like February did. Yeah, and that's fine. So that's all I expected. I heard uh, because of shockwaves, I heard them say that it was mostly a one-person show, so I knew that going into it, and I knew it was ghost. So I was expecting okay, 
Maybe it's going to be an innkeeper's house of the devil type thing to a degree. In a way, it kind of was, but I think this is better than those movies. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah, I guess you can compare it more to the innkeepers because it's ghosts, but yeah. I think this is definitely, uh, you know, they, they do what they have to do. This is a better movie than the innkeepers, definitely. Interesting. You see Rose was yeah. in it from February. She played Polly. I thought that she was for me. I was, at first, I thought, that's not Emma, is it? So, but then no. remember how we had that discussion on yeah. February, how they all looked alike? Yeah, it was the, it was the other one. So it was the brunette. Yes. Who we said looked a little bit like Emma at first. You thought it was her with, with brunette with brown hair. Yeah. And now she has blonde hair and she looked a little bit like Emma to me at first when I saw her profile. I'm like, wait a minute, she's not advertised, but Yeah, I'm looking at the you know, the the poster for it and it does look like Emma Roberts. <laughs> you guys know that Emma Roberts is the reason that uh what's her name? Pipka or Sh- whatever Shipka, the girl that played the other girl in February. Kiernan Shipka? Yeah, she got the part because Osgood hired her, and then she recommended Shipka for the part. And then nice. they, they said, okay, we'll bring her in. And then, yeah, sure enough. So so that was cool. Anyway, I'm, I'm keep, this is all stuff I picked up on Shockwaves. So whatever. But the whole thing about Rot, that was an ongoing thing. And the, again, back to that, they are free to go. That's a fucking scary thing. That's yeah. fucked up. That the ghosts are not trapped there. They're free to go. They want to stay there to freaking feed off their last living moments. Yeah. Their dying moments, whatever it is, they they still want to experience that. They're free to go and they don't. So that's how they choose to rot. That yeah. is fucking. And the whole rot thing goes through the whole movie with yeah. the wall, with the freaking. Remember later on when they find that uh, when she finds Polly's box yeah, and she book, opens it up and it, yeah, 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 and, and the box itself in the one corner, it was almost as if it had been rained on or something, and it was yeah. getting the mold. Yeah, so. A lot going on, man. A lot going on. We, should we go into spoilers? Am I wrong in thinking there's only like two things really to spoil? Yeah, there's not much to spoil. Like, it, I, mean, it, 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 I mean, as the movie progresses, it's just the what her thought process of what's in the paneling and and the walls, and and I think just the uh, just the last moments of the movie. Yeah, and it yeah, doesn't and, and it right. doesn't really hide that stuff from you. It's out there. You kind of. You know what's going on. It's well, just the way you at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then, yeah. you know everything that's, that's going You, I mean, everybody is narrating what has happened to them or what's going to happen to them. It's just the build-up to it is just so perfectly paced, in my opinion, and so creepy and atmospheric. I, I dig it. I dig the whole thing about the, the book, The Lady in the Walls, and how they tell her. You yeah. Know, because she keeps getting... Okay. Let's let the listeners know something uh, more that that that, that more uh, than we're seeing here. This girl that's that's you know, like you said, she's taking care of her because what do you think? What do they? She has dementia or something? Yeah, she probably has dementia. Yeah, something you know she you know because she's not that old. You know what I mean? But and she even says later that physically she's fine, just mentally she's not there. So they call hospice for that, which is kind of weird, but they do. And she ends up staying eleven months that we know of, and it could have been longer. You know, but um, this is going on. But for whatever reason, uh, the woman she's taking care of keeps calling her Polly. And her name is not Polly. And then she she asks the guy, this this guy comes over occasionally. I guess he's kind of like the uh, executor of the estate, maybe. Yeah. Something of that nature. Mr. Mr. Wax, Mr. Wax Cap. Wax Cap, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love Bob Balaban. He's so good. Yeah, he is good. Definitely. Another underrated actor. Yeah, he's good in this movie. I don't know what else he's from, but I oh, like he's, him. He's been, he does all like the Christopher Guest films and stuff. He's great. He's very yeah. funny. Oh, 
very comedic actually uh, yeah but like yeah. uh dry very dry like yeah i can see that but like she asked him who's polly you know, it's like, well, the only Polly I can think of is the one that's in her book, and it was her most famous book. And then he says, this book about a lady in the walls, about this Polly, it, it's known for her leaving out the ending because she said that it was too horrific and she was she was obligated to be, to be true to the subject and to be true to Polly. So the book reads like, you know, a ghost told me these stories and I'm telling you this story. Yeah. That's what that's what this book is, Lady in the Walls. And that's what it's about. But she either A, never got the, the ending from Polly, or B, got it and didn't want to share it. That's the way it's spelled out in the book. Well, and I that think, is the way it's spelled out in the film, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's answered towards, uh, by the end of the film, you kind of get the answer to that. Right. So she keeps calling her Polly. And, yeah. you know, she doesn't want to play along with it at first because she's, you know, I'm sure what to do. And everything else, and then she gets curious, and then she starts seeing her things, and little things are happening to her. But, you know, unlike other ghost stories, you know what I mean? This is definitely not... You know what the great thing was, too, about Paula Prentice's character? I mean, even though she was just kind of really out of it the whole movie. Like, even when she was talking to Lily and saying, and calling her Polly... Like, <laughs> there were a couple of, of occasions where it almost it almost looked... Like she was looking past Lily and actually talking to Polly. Really? Yeah, I noticed that a few a few times because she didn't always look at her. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I never took brought too much into that because of her condition. Yeah, but you I, might be I, right. I didn't pick yeah. up on that, but yeah, uh, I thought of that. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Then we had the thumping going on. We don't know why thump. thump yeah, thump. and then it, yeah, I love the way the thumping, the 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 metal uh, like clinging. Yeah, you hear yeah. all you hear all these noises, and it you know plays out yeah. really well. It's getting worse on the wall, and she tries to get it fixed. But she talks to that guy, Mister Waxhead, or whatever that was name is. And Wax cap. Wax cap. <laughs> Waxhead. <laughs> the Waxhead. <laughs> She's like, yeah, there's mold here or something, and it might not be good for us to breathe and everything else. And he kind of blows it off and figures they're not going to be there much longer. And it's getting more and more at this wall, and, and the same wall was stumping going on, and. She can't figure out why. So that becomes the mystery. And then, then she gets into the book, The Lady yeah. in the Walls. And did you guys notice that the walls on the book are the same walls that are in the house? Yep. It's pretty cool, huh? Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good shit. And that song they keep playing, the song is called Keep Coming Back Like a Song. And it always, it's almost like that song is making a statement. If you listen, the reason I know the lyrics is because I, I put on the subs on, you know, on Netflix. So. Yeah. It's like they're, once again, it, it's talking about the movie. The ghost keeps coming back like a song. Her memory keeps coming back like a song, and she keeps sticking around. And That's what I got out of it anyway, that that's mm-hmm. what they were doing. And the sound design, holy fuck. Let me say one thing. And boy, I, I'm, about a year ago, I bought this, um, this sound bar. I spent like $1,000. I got this sound bar, right? I wanted to have wireless Everything. I wanted to have surround sound the right way, with, but the wireless technology still was not there. And I was renting a house, so I wasn't about to wire up my house with surround sound. So I, long story short, I bought I bought this sound bar with with the, with the bass box and all this stuff. And you know, I I thought it's worked really good so far, and it does sound like it's surround. And some things where I'm like, wow, these things really do work the way they're supposed to. But which you know, this day and age doesn't usually happen for me. But anyway. Uh, where I'm staying right now, I'm, I'm in this bedroom in, in this apartment, and I have this in my apartment, and the sound bar 
it's fucking extraordinary no matter what size room you're in because I'm watching this movie and these crickets are chirping. Yep. And it literally sounded <laughs> like there was crickets outside my house. It sounded so good. And I'm not saying it's because I have an amazing fucking piece here. It's the sound design of the movie is yeah. what I'm saying. But you notice if you, you know, of course, the better equipment you have, you know, it's going to sound better. But they were doing certain things with the sound design in this movie and, and different scenes, music, sounds. And, man, I tell you. Yeah, it, the, the sound of, of Lily when she, uh, you know, towards towards the end. Oh, oh my. I got shit. Yeah, very, yes. genuinely frightening. Me like, too. When she, yeah, I know. Even when she sees that reflection, when she first sees what she sees, and you see oh that yeah, thing and, you oh. you know what's coming. It's not a jump scare yes. at all, but it still right. shakes you to your core. Yeah, no, it's great. I was watching that with the kids, and the, and we were all just <laughs> sort of paralyzed. Yeah. for a second there, and it's really well done, and uh, and it's very subtle scares. If you want, yeah. like, if you want um, Conjuring Two, <laughs> this is not the movie for you. And I say that what I mean by that is not overt crosses turning upside down, yeah, like people jumping out right. of the shadows and whatnot. This is it's, it's a lot more subtle. Under you get it under your skin, like he did in February. Just I don't feel like he was as successful with this. It's still good. It still works. It's still like you still have to check it out. I just feel February was a superior film of the two, but. Hey, we're talking Mike Flanagan because he's got five under on his belt. Here's Osgood with two horror films, and he's two for two in my books. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I just, I just personally prefer February just because it was absolutely, yeah. You know, just I a lot. Too. There was a lot more story there. This is a very simple story, but it is just so immaculate, immaculately done. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, I'm with you. Immaculately done. Yes, and and I all uh, that's weird. We all liked it. We all preferred February, but we all say that. But we gave we gave really high scores to February too, and I, I actually think I gave the lowest score to February. And um, you know, towards the end of the year, that's that's going to be right at the top of my list in terms of rewatches. Yeah, right. Yeah, we were. At, I was nine and we, a half. We were, I think Christian was too. Yeah, right? and I yeah. I actually I prevented it from making the Hall of Fame by giving it eight and a half at the time. Right. So it, this is a film. That's a film that could potentially get into the Hall of Fame after I watch it again. Man, yeah, definitely. But yes, the, the, this this is good too. Gee, what what else is there? There's a lot, but I mean, we can't keep. Uh... <laughs> I say just go right to spoilers because I want to. I want to hear what you were talking about with with something you mentioned earlier. Something I was talking about. Okay, yeah. five, four. Oh, we got to give our our head grades first. Oh, okay. I'm gonna uh, whatever. Uh, full head explosion again. Yeah, you know, I don't know what my, you know, I'm, you know, I want to say full head explosion too, just because I'm so impressed with the style of this film. I don't know if my grading is going to necessarily match up with a full head explosion, but I, I thought, felt that. Well, sorry, Brendan, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, I was, I was done. I'm sort of thinking out loud. Yeah, no, it's okay. And I'm, I'm half head exploded. I'm, I, sorry. I thought we weren't going into spoilers. I thought we were coming to the end of the review. I thought we just figured there was nothing really to spoil because it's kind of all given out to you. But that's okay. We can go into the spoilers, but I'm at half head explode. Cool. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Randy had a question, so we may as well. So yeah, five, four, three, two, one, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I just I just wanted to hear your interpretation of the uh of the carpet thing. Because I'm I'm not sure I completely understood what you were referencing earlier when you said it you know, it plays back in. Well, that's where she eventually dies. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if there was yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. see, I thought that maybe 
because I was so the first time I saw it, I was so busy with the shock aspect of it that I didn't remember every detail of that scene. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, maybe something happens. Maybe she turns and she trips over that part of the rug or something. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was waiting to see. So lo and behold, that does not come to fruition in that respect. But it was still an indication of something that took place on that rug, and that's you know that's the last time you see her alive. That's where she is. Yeah, and I love the fact that it start that it starts at the end. I mean, the very first the opening shot is really is her watching the kids who now live in the house. Is it? I thought the opening girl, and then I realized the narration was Lily. Yeah, the narration is the narration is Lily, and it's it's panning over the children in bed, and then at the end. It it shows the kid. Oh, that scene, yes. Yeah. That, I know. I think she meant the girl walking backwards. About that oh, freaky no. shit, though. About oh, that's how her feet are backwards shit. and her body's yeah. forward. And the woman says, you turned your back so many times on me that oh, that's, that's why that happened. So poetic and creepy. Yes, turned it is. Turned your back so many times on me. What do you no, expect I, from an author? It makes sense that she speaks that no, way. No, I love it. I love. I really yeah. love it. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it more and more from, from our discussion of it. Oh, dude. And the flashbacks to when she was writing the novel and, and yeah. the younger version of her and shit. And then at the very end, how they're all kind of in the same house, almost like American Story Murder House. This is like Juan or that or something where if you die in the house, you stay in the house. Yeah, and, and the, and the one like thing that. I want to say is obviously they're both, they both stick around at the house at the end, Lily and, and Polly. Yes. Iris, Iris is not there. And the reason why Iris, I believe, is not there, and this is how I interpreted it, is remember the scene when uh, towards she the end when to her? exactly, I think she's telling yeah. her the ending. I think she's giving her the ending to her book, and she's able to move on. Wow, that's really cool. I did. I just took it as that she felt neglected because she kept telling the girl that she thought was Polly, "Hey, why aren't you giving me shit? Why aren't you giving me more? You're just here to torment me. I want that. I want. I don't know what she was just upset about it. I yeah. thought she was giving her some type of peace at the end. I you think know, she, just showing up. I think she knew she was gonna die. She's like, okay, I'll give her. I'll give her what she needs to move on. She can't move on. Lily doesn't want to move on. But, wow. uh, but even Iris the prettiest can... things rot. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, there's so many things. This is yeah. a great scary climax. The fucking music and the shot going on there. The fucking. Yeah. Just, uh, just good stuff. Um, Very good stuff. Is there anything else anybody wants to add before we give our numbers? And Oz, good job. <laughs> Check it out on Netflix. It's on Canadian Netflix. It's on American Netflix. I don't know if it's on Finland Netflix, but uh, Marco, yeah, you tell right. us if it's on Finland Netflix. Right, man. Why can't they bring? You know, by the way, February. Finish. And it's Netflix. going even though even though it's called Black Coat's Daughter, they're calling it. It's going to be released as Black Coat's Daughter. It's already on Netflix in the UK as February. Weird, huh? Is Oz it Goodness. on? Is it on Amazon? Um, no, it's streaming nowhere. now. It's not. No. I could have no. sworn I saw it somewhere. No, maybe okay. it happened since last week. I didn't realize it, but when I listened to Shockwaves last Friday, um, it, when he was being interviewed, he said he goes, "It's not out yet, but it's coming out. But it's on Netflix now under the February name." And he wanted it to be February. They told him it was going to Black Coat Starter, but they released it as February on the Netflix. But whatever. On the Netflix. <laughs> yep, I know. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I knew. I was like, oh, boy, the Netflix. Back in the day, I was on the Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter in the twatter. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter yeah. in the twatter and the Netflix. Me and Lipschitz watching the Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> First Lipschitz reference. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. Okay, I'll tell you right now. 
I love the movie. Um, I gave February a nine and a half. I'm not coming in quite that high, but Osgood Perkins is two for two. Love his style. Rock on. Nine out of ten. Nice. Wow. Yep. You know, I, the funny thing is, I was I was hovering in the seven and a half to eight range. Wow. Which is which is why I wasn't quite confident in saying full head explosion. But the more we talked about it, the more I liked it. I was probably going to come in at an eight, but the more we talked about it, the more I I I appreciate this film, and I I, I had to come in at eight point five. And this in February are going to be two critical rewatches at the end of the year to see if and where they place in the top 10 or top yep. 25 because I'm going to do yep. the top 25 this year. Cool. Christian, what you got, man? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, well done, very leisurely paced, like we mentioned. Uh, that goes without saying, I guess, at this point. Uh, and I came in at 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Okay, not, not bad. See, you were the one. When I said somebody was not going to like it as much, <laughs> it was you, but I thought, I, and I was hoping I was wrong. And I, it actually it played out the perfect way. I was kind of right because of the three of us, you liked it the least, but you still gave it props with a seven and a half. I was just hoping you weren't going to come in with like a five or some shit. Yeah, no, I'm actually surprised. I thought if anything, Christian was going to come in like six, six and a half because I was literally you that like, too? Wow. I, I was literally at like seven and a half after watching it last night. And then I watched it again before we started recording and uh, was paying extra close attention to more stuff and enjoyed it a little more and bumped it up to eight and then we started talking and then it went up to eight and a half. I tell you what, I wish I still did drugs because this is a trippy ass movie. Oh, if I would I'd I'd probably have, I'd have a heart attack. I'd have a heart attack <laughs> at the Lily scream if I was on drugs at that point. That was it would be genuine worth. that was genuinely frightening. Uh, there's the trippy visuals and the, the voice, the way that voice sounds sometimes and the way things are illuminated and how sometimes he blurs shit out. It's just real trippy shit. It's what real. Was, what was she like yeah. chewing on as a ghost when you see her? Does it doesn't it look like she has like something coming out of her mouth? Yeah, well, I that, I don't know. I ghost thought that too, but that was ghost cum. <laughs> from the ghost shark. Gum, gum. Oh, oh, okay. Right. Oh, from from Miss Jizzle. Yeah. <laughs> ghost cum from Miss Jizzle. <laughs> no, right. actually, it would be it would be that ghost be... cum from uh, Quint. He's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> that should be the name of our first movie. Ghost Come. Ghost Come from Miss Chisel. <laughs> Very subtle. It's an art film. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Awesome. All right. All right. Let's let's uh let's get moving show. on here. Successful show. That was those were two good films. Very good picks. Yeah, absolutely. Were good. Yeah, good job, Christian. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Two, two really good films. I'm finally glad I could say I saw the Innocence. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, is it the same word as saying it with E-N-C-E or T-S? Innocence. Innocence? Oh, yeah. I, I guess the pronunciation is going to be very similar. Innocence. Innocence. <laughs> Here we go with pronunciation. You keep, yeah, you keep wriggling that around your head. Wriggling that. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. The wriggling, baby. Go ahead, next, baby. next show will be our Italian Galileo show. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, speaking of next show, yeah, it's it's 25. I guess we're going to celebrate that show. Woo. So I think you guys want to do that thing where we, we put a trilogy out there and let, and let them vote? Yeah, I say we, you know, we brainstorm it between us and put a couple of trilogies out there and let the listeners choose. Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay, yeah, that'll be fun. But just three. 
It's, it's got to be, I don't care what it is. It could be any damn thing. Yeah. So we're not going to talk certain moves, but if they get voted on, we will do it. We'll do and one. We, and we should pick the choices that we want to pick put out there. You know, pick whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with five, like choices, five choices or something, something like you that. Think, I think we should do like a 10 or 12 choices. 10 or 12? <laughs> All right, just as long as we don't have anything on there that we don't really want to do. Well, yeah, we'll have to. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out, guys. We'll do okay. that. All right. So, cool. yeah, so 25 will be a celebration. We'll do Facebook Live because we're celebrating. So that's what we're going to do. Will you be able to handle Facebook Live and not go all giddy and crazy like you did uh, last time? I figured it all out now, man. Yeah, the first time was just to get, uh, getting to know you. Now now I'm in. It's all good. Now he's going awesome. for anal. <laughs> now we go right for full on anal penetration. <laughs> yeah, and on nice. that note, Exploding Heads, uh, episode 24 is out, 25 is next. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Just type in Exploding Heads. I don't have to give you the whole address. Just go to Facebook and type it in. And it's a group page, and it's growing, so come on in. We'll accept all y'all. And um, y'all, what the fuck? That's all. iTunes. iTunes. Get on the iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> get on iTunes, please. Rate us. Give us a five-star. Have some mics to say you'll get it on the drawing. And that's it. At EH Horror Podcast is Twitter. And don't forget about Horrorphilia and subscribe and all that good stuff. We're going to be out of here. Yeah. Guys, have a happy Halloween. You too. Yeah. It's Halloween. Thank everybody. you. It is Halloween. Happy Ooh, Halloween, yeah. everyone. Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. Wow. Happy halloween no, no more days to Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> no more days to Halloween. No, no, no. no it's have a happy Halloween at this point. You don't. It's happy, happy Halloween. Oh, have a happy Halloween, isn't it? Yeah, well, no, it's happy, happy. I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm right. We all know it. You think it's have a happy, have a happy Halloween? Uh, and have, have yourself a happy, it's a happy, happy, happy little Halloween. <laughs> Brandon, you're out. You're yeah. out. You're just supposed to do the hum. That's all you're good for with that song. He's not. You're not even good for that. I stand corrected. Listeners, we don't have to ask the listeners. Next time we'll know for sure. We'll play it. It's happy, happy Halloween, Christian. I'm sorry. Happy, I have happy to disappoint. Really? Those have a happy Halloween. No, I wish it was. I think it, it does sound better. But I think it, I think Dave's right. I think it is happy, happy Halloween. We'll play it next show. I could do it now, but it's, it's too late. I'm not gonna fumble through my my iPod. <laughs> so. You already fumbled through this whole show. Why fumble through anything hey, else? Hey. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, he comes out oh. with a joke. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I let's leave get this. Back. I leave this world the same way I came into it, with a joke. Covered in blood. Covered in blood. <laughs> full of jokes. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Let's get the hell out of here. I'm gonna say good night. What are you guys gonna say? Good night, guys. Good night, everybody. Yeah.